It's all alive, yo. Sensing something, something brave, something valiant, Val. That's it. Do we have a Val in the room? Is there someone? I'm also sensing Guyana, Guyanese, Chinese, Japanese, I don't know, W. Something in there? Something that you, okay, hold, hold on. Yeah. It's an, it's a, it one that's being, uh, I'm picking up, I'm picking up, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's correct. Jupiter is riding in Uranus. <laughs> that's, 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 Jupiter rising in Uranus as it crosses across, yeah, into the parallel universe of the Aurora constellation in Capricorn. <laughs> So, how are we, guys? Hey, Patricia, how are you? Hello, Patricia. Oh, my God. This is good. It's almost as if Val's head symbolizes the same shape. Let's get something out of this. Let's get to it, boys. Let's get to this. All right. We were. Can you can we please have third <laughs> Patricia? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of <laughs> Rapper Talk 521 2020. Uh, we are here, myself, MC Armani, Rain, Focus Over Swag, Hip Hop, Drum and Bass, and everything in between. We got New York's finest, the MC Track. Where's that? Where's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going into this shit. I'm sick of this shit. Absolutely sick of this shit. I'm so sick of this shit. People talking shit. What's going trash on? Trash talking. Man? I don't know. Who's, who's talking shit, dog? Who's I talking? Don't know. Where we at? Let us know, bro. Let's let's talk about it. Blow your fucking crystal ball shit out of here. <laughs> Shitty hugging motherfuckers. You know what I think? It's a fucking pandemic. <laughs> oh my god. How you doing? How you been? You all right? Hold on, let's get rid of this motherfucker because I didn't come to Thailand for this shit. What? What's going on back there, man? I don't know. It's so fucking rainy season. Goddamn fucking heater. Get the goddamn kid out of here. What is it? What do you want? No. Yeah. You're making deals. That's what it is, bitches. All right, we're in. We're ready to go. We're too- twitching. We up. All right, let's do this. Too many deals. Too many deals. You, you're too busy, too man. Too many deals. <laughs> also, we got the value. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, hey. hey black ass. Oh, <laughs> no. Shut what are we doing, door, boys? Man. We you got, got a lot of company over there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all. Yeah. What are you saying? Three, I like, two, one, British Tom's. I'm, I'm glad you're social distancing, at least. None of you at are least. in the room at the at same least. time. That's good. Well, That's yeah, good. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit crazy, but it's not crazy, really. I mean, it's don't get me started on that shit. We, okay, we can skip it if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I just, you know, I'm just, yeah, I know it's really bad because it's, it has taken out a lot of people. But, you know, every, you know, every 11 years we get this. We had it with bird flu. We had it with this shit. We had, you know, and then of course the Spanish got blamed for Spanish flu, which wasn't actually Spanish. Yeah, so and it was like, like you know, apparently people. 40, 50 million people. But who did the census back then when you never had internet? That's, mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't think anyway, sure how are you guys, man? Man. man? Val, fucking my boy here, Trad. What's going on? 
Oh, Not much, man. How are you? Good morning, I should say. Yeah, hey, good morning. Oh, hey. Thank you. I am ahead. If anyone wants to know the winning lottery numbers for tomorrow, yes, just go ahead and I can send them through. So, for, so, so everybody knows he is exactly eleven hours ahead of us. So it is nine a.m. in the morning for him. So in your in your honor, I am not drinking alcohol tonight. I'm just going to yeah, drink water with cool. you because it's early. Hey, 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 hey! You do what okay, you do. Okay, all right. All right. I do what You're I not do. drinking. You know I haven't drank for months, which is strange. Good. I hear. Considering the fucking tours we did obliterated. Are we going to talk about that? Uh, we, we may. One second. Let me just get this fucking thing burning my eyes out. <laughs> ah, yes. it, was, it was the last dude that was in the room, bro. Yeah, he was put. Oh, no, man. Yeah, I heavy. think that somewhere, somewhere along all of that traveling and, and, and crazy experience, some, some screws got loose somewhere mm. in my psyche of some sort. And, uh, yeah, it really trickled down to just borderline... <laughs> madness i guess absolutely absolutely so the chat is lit uh they're saying hello to you so you can say hi to the chat i know you can't oh, see them but they're out there so um big up to the chat everybody is coming through we will be talking throughout the entire joint if you have any questions i can't guarantee you we're going to get to them but you know what the drill is uh mj is modding tonight so he might text me if something seems crazy but salute to everybody tuned in right now and thank you goldie for coming up here man especially early in the morning um you are this is afternoon by the way for me Wait, because what? he's like, I get up at like five. You yeah, know what I'm saying? This is like the afternoon. <laughs> it's crazy. What's funny <laughs> is I hit him up like, yo, man, let's uh, let's link up beforehand and make sure everything works. And he's like, yeah, I'm about to go take a nap. I'm like, do you sleep? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> uh, I do. You know, I do it in two, four. I do it in two. I do it in a four and a three. Mm. So I go to bed at like nine, 10, 11, 12, one. So I get up on automatic DJ kind of time. Right. And then I stay awake pottering for like, two hours and then i'd get down and do like an hour and a half two hours and get up potter just, just did a quick 20 pottering you know like all men they go and make a cup of tea and they go and have a biscuit and they oh sit down and <laughs> life pottering you know? You know, when you were a kid and you saw like a light a light on in some flat with some old guy in a dress that's me no that's i'm not mad at it i like that i'm yeah, about to come up there. so you get up, you get up at five in the morning yeah every morning usually five o'clock before the morning prayer because i live in a muslim village which is cool and uh Usually the the drill would be I get up I swim, uh, but of course, being the way that it is, you're not allowed to swim in the morning because of course the sea's got lots of COVID in it. Is that I didn't know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, and also little they know that fish don't actually have cancer. That's one thing that fish don't suffer. So from. there's bun- there's a bunch of COVID nineteen fish out there. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, but apparently that's a bad out. You can hear them coughing if you put your head. But you can go to the mall. But you can go to the mall. (laughs) You can go to the mall. Which which leads me to my next thing, which I I felt was unbelievable, which I I felt that the the world... I I, I got through lots of theories about this, you know, Mm. the idea of the big conspiracy and blah, blah, blah. And I I saw this. I don't even see this shit, but this is two people in the mall yesterday... In fucking bubble suits, yeah. This is in Patong yesterday. Have- Wait, is that real? That's real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Two people. They they were outside. <laughs> they got a little pump out and they blew the shit up and got into it. And I take it they were going to the lingerie department to try some new shit on. I mean, that's going to be awkward. People oh. people pay to do that on cruise ships. But what's yeah, what's crazy about it is that they're, they're still busting sneakers, so I guess they can go to Foot Locker. Yeah, those are dope. Well, the fish aren't selling anything, so you know what I'm saying? You can't get in the water. It's crazy, right? I mean, that's like, 
So it it has become nuts, but I, but I I I don't know. I'm just a little bit. I I don't want to seem outspoken because, of course, if you have a voice, the people seem to forget that you have an opinion. And my opinion is based on just my opinion. Believe me, a lot of it's bullshit. Because if you listen to the guy in my head, I would have gone. This year would have gone tits up a long time ago. Do you know what I'm saying? So 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 in that respect, it's I find it I find it really good from a spiritual point of view, which is kind of what brings you here and I guess well you know some people don't really buy into that but I watched a great documentary called Luna the other day which is uh, which is on uh, on YouTube in high res it's quite strange because there's a tribe of called the Doogie tribe hmm. that went to uh, South America in the 80s and well they come from South America and they, they had a film crew go down there and they talked about rivers being severed and veins being severed of the mother planet and stuff and she's very sick right now and of course she is sick and i think her reaction is that of anything to do with you know if we fuck with stuff then stuff will fuck with fuck us, with us. So, True. you know Absolutely. we've been splicing genes and every time we splice the genes or we tried the hydrogen collider bullshit and all that stuff you're gonna find more atoms man the, the universe is infinite get over it we, we start from zero we end at x whatever that's in our own timeline that's my own theory but no I'm you know but life is good i think the idea of going through all the conspiracy theories which i did way back then <laughs> you know i mean like i've kind of been there got the t-shirt do you know what i mean <laughs> right, right. You, know, you know you know the one the one thing that the one thing that i find brilliantly good about this planet is that this, it, and it's it's back to like the ego of which, which we we const this even this is based on the ego slightly. We're here, we're putting ourselves in a conversation, you know, the yoga, you know, looking in the mirror. It's a fucking ego. It's it's what it, we have to have a certain amount of it for sure to deal with it. It's how how we use that, and I feel that the um the whole aspect of of, of looking going going leaving the gravity of conspiracy and then realizing heaven, you know, you get to the golden era. This is it. This is the heaven because I can smell it. I can taste it, whether it's death. I can smell in Thailand and I can smell flowers in the same minute on a motorbike mm. from a dead fish on the, on the, on the, on the thing, on the, on the ocean bed, you know, on the beach that's just washed up, stench, <clears throat> flowers and, and, and death, you know, the, the death mm. isn't, isn't sitting in some chair being told, well, okay, so you're, uh, you're pagan, so you need to get an IQ, and you're Jewish, you need to get an IQ. Sorry, you killed too many ants as a child, so you're, you know, because obviously God's an ant king. Right. You're going to give a birth. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll tell you what, we're going to burn you in for infinity. Well, okay, so if you're going to burn for infinity, that means you're going to get used to the burning. All right, so if I'm going to be sitting in a candy chair, because I'm in heaven now, and I'm sitting in the most comfortable chair, and all, all my folks are there, and I'm sitting in a candy floss chair, some some kind of human part of me is going to want to get up after a little while because I'm just too comfortable. So the idea of that heaven doesn't exist. It's just the idea of not being able to remember anything. Jeez. My family, mm. my books, just not being able to remember it, period. Right. Like sleep. It's a strange concept, that's, isn't it? That's, that's the concept which, that's the one that I'm, the, I'm most petrified of, but allowing petrification to be something better than the fact that just live it man because we spend you know if, I, if, we, if we look at the amount of time we spent on conspiracy theories as a kid True. you know when i was in right into raster and you know eyes in a fucking in a, in, a, in, a, in a cell and disappeared and turned into a lion and it's you know all religions are right you know what i mean They're, no one's wrong there's just a different point of view but just get on with the fucking thing man like people have their opinions and of course yeah this social thing is a platform for people's opinions and of course some have 
more opinions than others. others. No track record. <laughs> Zero track record. Like, show me your track record first. Not, the not university. Show me the university of the street that you came from and what you put behind you, whether it's art, production, poetry, rap, spitting. Show me pages, motherfucker. Show me, like, show me scripts. Show me, like, years of shit. <laughs> Before you come to me with some fucking personified yeah. bullshit because you didn't agree. Whoa, 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 but they've been watching YouTube for at least three months now. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I should let you guys speak because my ego's taking over this shit. Well, you know what? No, 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 that's okay. Actually, I wanted no. to ask you about your ego for a second. <laughs> In a good way. Uh, no, I just, you know, anyone who's following you on, on social media uh, knows that you've gotten, like, you know, deep into yoga and stuff like that. You are, you're living in Thailand. You know, some kind of spiritual journey is happening. So talk on that a little bit. Yeah, I, I what, wanted to, what 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 wanted, made that what made that stick with you, especially like the yoga route? Uh, well, hot yoga. I mean, Bikram had his own fucking fucked up shit because I think that you know I, I, I love Bikram as a guy, but then all this sort of bullshit came out with his touchy feely shit. Yeah, touchy right, feely. right. I love it. I love it. I love. You see, the thing is, when you come from a culture of Indian culture, there's a lot of other stuff that comes with that. You know, the idea that. You know, it's a 250 gram watch, but yeah, okay, but you're supposed to be a spiritual guy. Okay, so that doesn't make any fucking sense. But life's a contradiction. But the, the actual practice, especially hot, you know, hot practice, you know, I've got guys like Geraldo in New York, Kelly, Isaac, who's my sister. You know, we've got Yo Gangster in New York now. We're doing all that stuff, and we've got the studio in Lower East Side, and we're about to, we're about to open one on Fifth Ave. Oh, that's what's up. You know, but, you know, who would have thought me, you know, practicing yoga and i guess we have to understand that it is practice it's like any other type of meditation like i do we do tm for example which is transcendental meditation you know on a daily basis 20 minutes um but yoga especially because of coming from clubs hot you know buzzing on ease where you're just gonna you're baking out of your head you're just baking you know so we use we're used to heat right. and right. and you know the, the cure the cure for a pandemic a cure for flu in, in our old days was just drop two pills you'll be all right man sweat it out motherfucker. <laughs> you know? but, but going back to the point of, of of practice i've been 12 years this year into my practice you know monday comes you know i do my savasanas you know wednesday friday monday i get online with paul paul dobson who's my yoga team my very first yoga teacher ruthless motherfucker you know and his journey and his story was what pulled me into to yoga the fact that People like us, you know, yo, man, fuck that. I'm doing yoga for, man. I'm going to stretch my body and all them thing there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. when, when, you start, when, you start, when you start looking at Gil Scott Heron, when he did, when he, you know, Gil Scott Heron, and you look at Last poet. you look at Sonny Rollins, Sonny Rollins, you know, doing a handstand, you know, you, you know, Quincy mm -hmm. Jones. Now, you know, all know Quincy Jones. You might not know the previous two. Quincy Jones is big into his yoga. You know what I mean? Abdul Jabbar. You know, these guys, which you have to understand, it comes from, it comes from, it comes from, the Indies, you know, the trail winds. We look at the way the trail winds are on the planet and how we get this stuff. And I think the West's conception of, you know, spirituality and everything else is like, okay, we'll sell you aloe vera in a jar with some blurb. You just cut the motherfucking plant yourself, man, in the jungle, take it, cut it open. There's aloe vera. You know, we just we, we just like to repackage everything. Mm. Yoga's mm. 5,000 years old. And, you know, different attributes of stang Ashtanga and... <laughs> You know, there's different aspects of, of yoga, and all my friends that that, that, that I, I kind of swapped a whole bunch of drug friends 
and started, started deleting drug numbers, but then just to try and get them back again. It's like, well, that's a ditch. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you got that guy's number again? You know, but you know, you ought to understand that addiction for me is a 30, it's a 35 year war of which mm. 25 of that has been in adulthood or mm. so-called when I thought I was an adult, which I wasn't. Um, and, and you know, it's that, it's that fiend. It's that, 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 that we've always been, artists have always dealt with trauma. And I think the issue is trauma. If you can dig deep enough and find out where this shit comes from, I think what the yoga does, it, you're in that mirror and you are it's the one analogy I can put, especially with hot yoga, you're in a 90 minute class. And if I can take that one minute in the middle, which has built you up to this, this, this physical movement has built you up to this point at that, that point, it's a bit like, you're just, you want to give up. You're, you're done. You're like, fuck this. And I, I, I walked out of my first three, first mm. time I ever did it. I'm like, fuck this man. Fuck you doing this bullshit. You know what I mean, because I'm used to, I was used to pushing weights and, you know what I mean? And looking at the next guy when he's about to start his reps and you start looking at it, you start, it it. but when you start to really look at the idea of in this room and no one gives a fuck about you, you're like, the first thing Paul Dobson said to me is, you know that guy Goldie that you seek, just can you leave him at the door when you come in? Right. <laughs> wow. What, 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 what are you trying to say about, what, what are you, <laughs> oh, you mean this need, this me need, it's me. You know, there's all these other people that are like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. What, what do you want? Fucking, you want to give you an essay about I bought your music or some shit? Like, just get on with it. <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the mat as a collective energy, focused on yourself. So, of course, that's a, a battle in itself. Like, where am I placed in the room? How am I dealing? And all you're talking to is this fucking ego. And you, once you start to lose that and just go through the practice, going back to the point of the center, how I feel at that point in the middle, and then you do in the standing set at the point in the middle of the standing series, and you're going back down to the floor series, mm -hmm. which by the way, lying on the floor, you think is that's tough because your mind's playing tricks with you. That minute, if I take fast forward 44 minutes and I rewind 44 minutes for that one minute in the middle, if that was a drug that I could take in a pill, I could buy it from somebody, mm. the feeling that I have without having to do the drug to take it and without the physical buildup to get me to this mental euphoria if you like right i'll buy that pill for 150 bucks money from desperate kid you know what mean? Space, that's, that's beautiful man and I, I will say that I, I feel like i remember when you started going through this process i feel like going through yoga was probably the best thing that ever happened to you because uh, a lot of people uh, when we look at you and we listen to your music and we watch the art that you do and we understand that like you said these things come from torment and a lot of artists that are that look up to you like myself come from that places too so when you when you found that transition, because we knew that you found a way to help your demons work for you, in a sense that you spoke to them and communicated them and collabed with them instead of trying to hide them. And when you went to yoga and it took another place for you to even understand what that meant, like watching that transition over the last couple of years has been really, really fantastic. So I, I commend you, man. Like you, this, this rebrand, so to speak, is yeah. <laughs> also, cool. you know, the thing I, I did, I did a couple of years where I was like, you, 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 it's what it, I think with addiction, if anyone's honest, mm -hmm. you deal with the reward system, you know. So I go, I go to yoga, I go to yoga Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, get some gear on a Friday, get shit faced Saturday, treat myself to death Sunday, Monday, sleep it off, Tuesday, back in there. So there's a two year period where it was like, what am I fucking doing here? What I've got to choose here, right? But what happens is, if, if when you keep going, if you just keep going, the you dis what happens is the 
you, you begin at zero as opposed to beginning at minus 15. Mm. Does that make sense? So I would, I would always do, you know, touring, you know, Jane's Addiction, all this mad shit when it was, when it was at the peak, I'd be fucking, you know, going, yo, what's up, Atlanta? And I'm in Atlantic City with a blow-up doll on the stage. Like, what the fuck? Where, I didn't even know what city I was in. <laughs> so you just, cra- you know, it's crazy. And then you realize that the, 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 what it does, it calls the addiction. So all of a sudden it just starts kicking it out. So the actual blood changes, the purge starts happening. Like I throw up violently if I did gear. It was a reaction because my body was just cleaner. Right. And so it's like, you know, because listen, you you know, you can drink vodka in, in two days and go do yoga and it might fuel you because it is essentially a fuel. You could drive a car. But it's when you keep this shit in your system. It's this, it's, this, it's about this stuff being in your system and everything else. So... There was a period at that time and it just became pretty much non-existent. Hmm. You know, I had a few big nights with the boys, managed myself, you get back on and you deal with it. But being in Asia was the, was the power move because here was facing this golden age of what I really want. It's like who I really wanted to be. And I, I remember opportunities that people go, well, you're so lucky. Hmm. Like opportunity and chance combined creates the luck. And believe me, I'm a fucking has-been. It's like it was so then. But what was done then, energetically, has lasted this long. So if I did it then on drugs and I was crazy, what if I do it now, positively, in the present now, which goes back to Miami with you, Armani, drunk as fuck on the mic. Give me the microphone. Give me the microphone. What we do today (laughs) creates tomorrow. The best line ever. You said some shit last time. Well, what the fuck did I say? I got to hang on with someone (laughs) with me tequila. When you said this line, I'll send you the recording. You said some shit. I'm like, that became the brand quote for your gangster. Yeah. You know, what we do today creates tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wow. And um, that was a, that was such a moment, man, because drunk man speaks a sober man's mind. Like, you know, as, as wild as we got back in the day in that moment, it was like the entire club got dead silent right at that moment. And you knew you <laughs> knew right there. We were like everyone left that club like, holy shit. After all that, he just dropped a gem that. Resonated. But I also, yeah, I also think, though, you know, like the, the great thing about having the experience Mm. Um, is that maintaining, you know, the label for 25 years, it's 25 years of this year and, and the label, because it was like a two and a half year period of heads where we weren't, we were still a dub label with reinforced and then we became the label with me and Scotty Ryder's ghost and it became his whole other thing. But, it, you know, timeless, last thing to let, you know, did what he said on the fucking tin. And of course that led to Cine Tempore, which is, you know, Amy did that. I think he was with me in Miami when Amy did this, when Amy James had his set up. And it was always this thing about this this old person. And I still think that the best work's going to come because I think that was a great, great crucible, if you like. And Cine Temple is now a six-part drama. And, you know, for anyone that knows me, jokes aside, you know, the mental trauma and P.T. Anderson, Gondry, you know, Lehane, Magnolia, all of these films that affected me, Kez, especially as a child, having this kind of origami biopic told over six episodes, when the concept first happened, it was like a three and a half hour film. Well, I'm not P.T. Anderson. And now the platforms arrived because we have Netflix and we have, you know, Disney and we have all these platforms that want to 
we can Shakespeareanly go through characters. Mm. And so that's been that's been a whole other art form. You know, we've got Dan Kadan, who wrote Rock and Roller uh, for mm -hmm. Richie, and he, he he wrote you know like a big chunk of Snatch, but he wasn't credited. But he's a prolific writer, and of course, my mentor Clint Dyer. We we you know we did a B movie thing with Bowie, and Clint Dyer played this social worker opposite opposite to me, and he was a prolific he was a prolific actor. He's the only black guy to act, direct, and um, produce. Uh, write, direct, and act at the Royal Court. And as wow. a young black man mm. in, in, in England, that's a big thing. He was Roy wow. Williams' boy. Uh, great, great thing on YouTube called Sus, if any of you guys are interested out there. S-U-S. It's a small film that was made by his mentor, where he acted in as a raster, based in the 70s, uh, after, in the Thatcher era, hmm. of black people being stopped and searched. Mm. Which is the beginning of where we're at now on a global scale, but right. it was like, let's stop these, this guy with funny hair, you know, and uh, and how he was arrested and, and, and taken into custody for the apparent murder of his wife. Won't give away the plot, but all of these, all of these great <laughs> things about being here in Asia, I just got off the grid and I needed to get off the grid and the reset, the remake, remodel, um, wasn't because, you know, you look at all the new people that are coming up and I admire all the new guys on the label that are beautiful. Shouts to Adred. You know, Adred, that album, you know, Phase's mm -hmm. album, Grey Code's yeah, album. Grey Code. You know, oh. when, listen, when you hear, listen, Phase's album, like, you know, he just took a page right out of Four Hero. He wasn't mm. brought up on Four Hero. There's a track on his album, which is just, it's called Thirds. There's two versions that are just mind blowing. The album itself as a concept album is mind blowing. But then you got to look at like, you know, there's all these other artists that are doing phenomenal. The comics new album is sounding ridiculous because it's George on his own, but at his best. You know, he sent me a sketch of an album four months ago. And it was like, and then he, and then he kind of, then he just went, it, it just something happened. We had this great, I have a great relationship with the artists and, uh, so things are really stronger than they've ever been. And Anthony is a label manager, is the best label manager I've ever had. Good dude. He's, he's straight to it. No, <clears throat> no fucking nonsense. He lives in Samui. You know, he's pr pretty much my neighbor in Samui and he's, 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 he's back to Bangkok where he's fighting, which is brilliant. And he goes to England and he needs to go to England. So the label's gone through a lot and it's really, and I'm glad that the that the icon of the label, because it's not really a label. It's a, it's a melting pot of ideas. For sure. And I also think, you know, let you guys intercede is that anyone's welcome to it, but it's the idea of if we're going to be the motherfucking Motown in this shit and we're going to be the integral, someone's got to do that. It's a dirty fucking job. And there's three of us who've been running this shit and we're not, we're not large, but the icon itself has, has done, it's the wild style. It's that first graph, hmm. which inspires other people to go and do their bubble letters or right. their wild style for that matter. Uh -huh. You know, it's at his center at 4 a.m. in the morning, <clears throat> like four or five tunes where the new kids are like, what the, you know, we can't get our heads around this shit. Well, that's kind of what hieroglyphics are about. That's, I, I kind of, <laughs> that's I kind so of weird. that I'm glad that Metalheads wasn't unraveled like that. We, we're not going to be that soaked in commercial. We're not going to be, you know what I mean? It's not going to be that for us. And I think that's important. 
Well, it's it's, it's dope for me because, like, uh, if I take my process on coming through drum and bass and, like, when I first met you and by the time I met you, understanding who you were, understanding what Metalheads was, it was it's kind of like that journey. Like, I came in listening to Jump Up, and this isn't putting anything in a grade or a level of, of sorts, but it was almost like when you were introduced to things and you find out that drum and bass is an acquired taste and you really start expanding your palettes, all roads lead to Metalheads and, and Ram. It's like, like these are mm. the, like, that's the stuff that is intentionally a little difficult for the normal mind to process. I, I tell people all the time, like, this isn't, this is a thinking man's music. This isn't just for you to What do you just... think about track, you know, track, for example, you know, the journey you've had, you guys, you know, dubstep was a ma it's massive, and still is a massive thing in the US because it was, you know, I think about, you know, I think about, you know, Koki and those guys, the Scream Bang and those original Nucleus. And I think, of course, it was taken by America and actually it was just taken somewhere else completely, very quickly. Mm. Because it's more accessible and it's good. And of course, people went down this <clears throat> different route. But coming from the source, you know, when I look at the source of the music, that's a healthy thing for anything that, you know, from an economy point of view, you look at what is what are the impact of the music. And also, you know, obviously because of America's hip hop heritage, it was very difficult for me, even with guys in Miami, when I played them drum and bass, it was like listening to fucking, when I first heard Sun Ra, I didn't get it. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, you know, someone going, okay, so what's this Miles Davis decoy? Okay, I get this album. Not. You know, it's, you know, I didn't like olives as a kid, man. I fucking hated wine. You know, I like olives, totally, I like a bit totally. of wine. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's. It is a very acquired wild style taste, but I also think that there are those artists that pursue, you know, we had this shit, we you know, we'll go into detail with, uh, you know, my my opinion, remember guys, I'm still a motherfucking fan. I stand in front Facts. of speakers. If I go to a club and whoever's playing, I'm going to go and listen to what he's dropping and what mixes he's doing. What is, what is, is he drawing at? Is he really drawing? And even, even Andy, by Andy's admission, if Andy's playing it on there, Andy will have to draw a couple of tunes for the man. Yeah, man. Knows it hundred percent. He knows, but and you know we can still play the music for the kids. That's all good. We used to bust balls on this shit, but hey, someone's got to do it. And he did it on a vast scale, like stadium. You know, motherfucking play a stadium. I remember playing EDC at fucking outside of New York and bombed with kids in Lycra and playing at four in the afternoon. And I'm playing some kids, and they were like. What is this? My nut check is can't keep up with this yet. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, I can be taken out of context too. You know, my context is you know my last tour, which was brilliant, was you know small, give me small clubs because I've done the big shit. When these guys are doing stadiums, I was doing James Addiction. We're doing hockey stadiums, and you know yeah. we're doing Timeless Live, and the bass player's getting fucking water chucked to him. He says, keep playing Timeless Live because these motherfucking, <laughs> these James Addiction fans don't like us. Keep going. <laughs> you know, so we had, you know, we had all that shit. But right. I, I love, I love where we're at um, with this. The only thing that scares me slightly is, um, is the way this pandemic and the kind of plan, the master plan, you know. I thought about it yesterday when I was cycling. Well, this morning, actually, I did 20 this morning. I'm like, people just want to go out and, they do a bit of dancing. Right. Just want to go and have a, even if it's with non-checkers, each to your own, man. Just have a dance with the day glow shit and whatever, or just rock near a club in the back corner. Right. Kind of miss that shit, you know? Like, that's just nice. That culture it's is... It's coming. I it's, hope it in is. Some it's, form, it's, it's coming. It's definitely In coming. some form, it's coming. It, it's, it's, 
guys jump in. So it's, well, it's you know, there was there was an interview that just came out. Actually, Marcus Visionary just posted it, and uh, it was one of um, Toronto's big nightclub mavens, and he yeah. said specifically, nightclubs are gone, uh, one million percent until a vaccine is found. Maybe, and then we're so we're looking at like a year. Oh no, I'm not saying future, this maybe is, two. It's not going to happen so, anytime soon, but it's definitely coming back. Like you know, well, no, for sure. But it, there's going to be like this crazy change because a lot of nightclubs actually probably permanently close. Right. I I think yeah. another thing that's going to go on too is you're already having promoters looking at a workaround. So inside of a nightclub might not be a good idea, and capacity right. is going to be shut down to a certain percent when they start open up. But there will be workarounds that people will figure out. There's no way. Um, if we look at sports alone, they're going to have to try to figure out. There's no way the NFL, the NBA isn't going to make their money. That's craziness. Well, the so Premiership they, League, same you shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the yeah. same thing. Like, they're going to figure that yeah. out. So I'm, that's why I have faith in it. I will say this, and uh, I'll, I'd be echo- echoing a statement, a sentiment from a, a colleague of ours, a good friend of all of ours, and he specifically said at the end of the day um, uh, that <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um Ooh. Waiting eagerly. I was about to say though, just a couple of days ago, just to know what where the temperature uh, was in the states. It was pretty much a good small gathering of a lot of promoters who just pretty much just shot the shit about yo, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? So I think people are itching. It's just a matter of what and how and when. And honestly. Until we fix our leadership, we won't. You'll be in the club. Well, well it's a, world, it's a worldwide thing, though. But good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is a worldwide thing. But I do think leadership plays a role. But the thing is, yeah, man, for sure, me, it's like the fucking measles. Go out there and just get it. You know, my yeah. friends have been testing positive. They've got no fucking symptoms. Just get it and be done with it. That's my thing because I do believe that you cannot fear everyone into a corner. The planet's too fucking big. Right. I'm sorry. At some it's point, like, yes, they'll. Everybody will burn out. It's like I disagree. I actually think that. You know, I think I done had it and it went. I know Kelly, my, my yoga partner, she had it and it went. She had she didn't have any symptoms and she had it. Now, okay, so that's down to health then. If your immune system does what it's supposed to do, it will fight it off. And if, and I understand this. I'm so sorry if anyone's offended because I lost a few friends I know in the 50s. They had breathing difficulties. They caught it. They died. GQ had it came out thank god he you know thank god out. for gq thank but, but god. you understand it's like it's going to happen it's <clears> happened <throat> sure. 10 11 years we, we can't expect to to, to to populate this planet and then just live in fucking bubbles when this isn't mars yet no. this isn't mars yet people want to move around and of course america's biggest problem is that people want to go to work they'll get on a two-hour flight and go to another fucking city right you know and it's and it's this 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 thing in asia we didn't really have any cases, you know, and it's got, I forget who lays blame and all this other shit, but man, the guy you got in charge over there. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. What, what's you wrong? Know, you, man, don't, you don't like him? You don't think he's done? Uh, <laughs> well, what do you, you know what I think? Hey, I think it's the guy niece. <laughs> oh no, no, it's not the guy. Hey, watch your mouth. You know, the guy. You know, really, you should ask. Maybe you should ask those guys. Maybe you should ask those guys. You know wow. I mean? You know what I mean? Hey. Like, really? I mean, this guy, I mean, you know, to have this, this guy in charge, you know, we had him with this guy. He looks like he's got the guy, the way that we've got, I don't even know this fucking name. That's how far Asia puts me. The guy who was in charge of England. What the fuck's his name? I don't even know. Boris Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
I almost think that he's the son I got you, of the guy from ACDC with his shorts on. The oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> guy me from ACDC with the shorts. It's like yeah. he had a bastard child and that was him. Right, Do you know right. what I mean? He's got like a, you know, he's got like a fucking set of teeth like a witch doctor's necklace. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's weird shit. You know, I don't like, know, Matt. I don't know. Well, I, I, don't still, know. I, I still know, might I trade always... Trump for Boris any day. I just want to stick yeah, it for really? the Guyanese and wow. say maybe, that, uh, maybe, maybe. You got out of there, man. You know, yeah. man, you're, you're in beautiful. I, Look. You, oh, you, I know. I know. I know. I left. Everybody, everybody <laughs> left. Like it's just me and Trey. It's just Trek and I left. <laughs> Goldie went to Thailand. You went to Canada. It's just Trek and I sitting here fighting the coronavirus by ourselves. So where are you now, Trek? Where are you? I, I'm in Florida when this whole thing broke out. Are you in the corridor? Where? In Florida? In Florida. In Florida. In the West, Palm Beach. West Palm Beach side. Over oh, look this, man. Same as Bio, my boy Tats. He just went, COVID's oh. coming. I'm going to Florida. You know what I mean? I'm like, nicer and busier stuck in New York, and they just paint, and they've got no more paint left. It's like, oh, man. man. I mean, you know, yeah, they canceled my flight, paint. man. They canceled my flight, and we just said, you know what? We ain't in a rush to go back anyway. So Man. Just speaking speaking of movie, where are you, Valiant? Where are you, Val? Uh, <laughs> I am in I am in rural Canada, about uh, two hours away from Toronto. Wow, Toronto, yeah. man. Talking of which, Gremlins were in Toronto. Oh, fuck they, it. they yeah. just they just did now. Listen, fuck yeah, they just delivered the absolute like. You know, roughage the concept of roughage crew. Mm, the, yeah. idea of, right. the idea yeah. of passing me of me passing that final kind of like amulet. They delivered an album like last week. Really? Just like yeah. I mean, I've been I've been sketching this album out with them over the last two years. Listen, man, this album. Gremlins and Justa. Yeah, it's just a ridiculous yeah. album. Ridiculous album. Ridiculous. Yeah, those guys are those guys are sick. Hey, so the chat, the chat, the chat is blowing up and asking me uh, the age-old question of how you came up with the Metalheads name. In the high oh yeah. man, uh, you know, weirdly enough, it was a guy called um, Dan Bartlett, and Dan was a street fighter, knuckle fighter. Oh mm. man. And he he uh, he was doing, he was always doing graphics as well with his big old burly hands. This idea for a sketch, man, like. Because you know, Massive, your dog, it kind of looks like, you know, I'm looking at you know, your dog all the time. And Massive, if anyone, the London guys will know, you know, moved to London from, you know, coming back from Florida. Mm -hmm. Is it, is, is, if you squeeze his head, this pit bull, like this, it looks like a Massive. <laughs> and I used to squeeze his head when I came in the house. And it looked like, it. and Dan had his sketch and we tweaked it a little bit. And he went, look, to take it. I think it was like, I gave him a couple hundred bucks and we did it. And I wanted it to be like, a, it was a photocopy that I used. <laughs> to put on the back of dub plates from Reinforce. Because when I came to Reinforce, I kind of redesigned the logo, which is the one with the squiggles and the R. Oh, word. <laughs> that was my original design. I cut and pasted that shit, the R, the original R. Because uh, it used to say Reinforce with like little metal panels across right. on a white right. label. And I redid this because I was obsessed with Greek, you know, the Greeks and the way they would do pottery, which was in blue and would be blue and white. Blue and white, you know, on yeah. the pottery, in the Roman, you know, that stuff on the edging. So I did it in black and white and did that. And then, uh, you know, obviously those guys never really went out. And I decided to, when we cut plates at Tobby's or Music music House, I would uh, stick it on there. Because I always saw plates spinning around when they were playing a Rage. And I put my hands on the cage and look at Fabio Grewer playing some shit. It's like, it's an acetate. All right, cool. No culture and all of acetate from dub. And I thought, give it some ID. 
So once they had that ID and I put the head on one side and Groove Rider was on Kiss FM. And he was, says, I've got some metal in the bag. Yeah, go to give me some metal, some reinforced some metal. Yeah, some heads up in here. And that was it. And I was like, metal? Heads? Yeah, put Z on the end. That's it. That was it. Well, it was because remember, it was about the integrity because when I signed to Polygram as Goldie presents metalheads, if you, if you look on the record, it says metalheads with an S because from a legal point of view with my lawyer, I didn't want him to have any ownership over the label. The label was one of the I was offered a lot yeah. of money on the label to sell the label <laughs> to Polygram in the same way that, uh, the same way that, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Perfecto uh, label. Oh, Paul. Paul is in LA. Uh, famous house DJ, UK. Fucking dyslexia. Paul's uh, label was Perfecto. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oakenfold. Oakenfold, label was, yeah. Oakenfold, okay. wow. Oakenfold's label was... Silent. Was, was, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Paul <laughs> But his label was, you know, was obviously a label deal with a major. And, and I think with Metalheads, I, I was so anti-major at that time. And it was it was kind of like even the timeless concept was a middle finger to A and R people because at that time, you know, me and Rob had made the out made we had actually made timeless the twenty two minute man. piece, and I I offered it to Moving Shadow and Rob didn't want it. He he said yeah, I don't know I don't know you know and I'm like Rob believe me it's gonna you know I was twelve minutes into the into the piece I used to drive to Stevenage every day I used to drive to Stevenage. And uh, and I, I said, we want to make this piece. And it was going to, I wanted this idea of this stretching out time. And then it would go into this inner city line because where I've come from. And then, and then it goes into like this revelation stuff where it's just like, because of my Rastafarian days and pressure. I want to make it sound like pressure. And we started doing all this technical stuff on the, on the S1000s and S3000s. We came out just at that point. And then I wanted to go into like, ja, and then this kind of comes back to the beginning. And of course, you know, I went to Pete Tong's office just, to play in this thing. And I'd already gone to like five other a and Clive Black, all these really big A&R men at the time. And of course, A&R men are dead now. Or they were <clears> right. yeah. like PS or Believe Digital. And um, he was the only guy that never flinched for the whole 21 minutes. Interesting. And, I, and, and he'd already lost out on Jazzy B in left field. And he said he wasn't going to make oh. the same mistake again. So he signed me and that was it. And of course, we then went and when the rest of the album was piece to piece because it was literally seven tracks from previous things I'd already released with synthetic, you know. So that's just kind of the basic <laughs> premise of where we're at, you know. But it's been great this year because I've been digging out. I mean, I found like this, for example. I mean, yesterday I was digging deep in the in the vaults, you know, of all this stuff, and I found another another box of that. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, this is like the fifth box, man. This is like, I mean, shit, right? I've got like, I've got so many, you know, like timeless instrumental short versions. Trevor Murray, which was Bjork's drummer, drum sessions, you know, Kemi, Blue Note, uh, Kemi 2000, Kemi 1998, Chemistry Storm, Creamfields, Liverpool, Storm Chemistry, Peche, Blue Note, Fabio, what's this one? Fabio Bluno, 10th of the 11th, 97? I mean, the list goes yeah. on. Yeah. Fotec 5, the original Seven Samurai. No, no title Shout for this one. Listen to this. This is Fotec 5. He says Fotec 5, right? What? He's got, he says, <laughs> he says, the Seven Samurai, 
No title for this yet, but it's the B-side to the track. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's a, there's, a real, there's a real history here of stuff um, that, that I've been digging through, but especially I found a hybrid of Timeless, which was an eight-minute version, and, and a version of Sensual, which never came out on the album, but it only came out in Japan. So we're, we're, re, we're, re, we're re-putting out Timeless at the end of the year with the same company that do Saturn's Return. They want to do a whole big thing with that. So that's going to happen. And of course, I'm re-scoring um, parts of the album for the series, for, for Cine Temple. Speak of that, because I, I don't know if a lot of people even know, I know, and I've been tripping on this for years now, obviously, but yo, by all means, I'm so glad you brought up, so I didn't have to ask you. Yeah, talk about, <laughs> talk about that, man. That's huge. It's huge. Oh, well, I mean, it was always, it was always this thing, you know, when I went to Pete Tong, I said, look, give me the money, give me, give me 500 grand to make a short film. And of course it was polygram film and polygram music and they, you don't cross pollinate. But of course in this day and age, it's 360 it's deals. You, do. <laughs> you know, you're working, Def Jam, right? you're working at Def Jam, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, went up there for about five years. Yeah. And you know, you know, now cross pollination, the idea of giving, you know, Wu Tang or Beastie Boys yeah. and then in the old days, you just give them the key, man. He's go come back, come back in a month, and the album's gonna be done. Right? <laughs> you know, and we'll get whatever we can from the tour. Oh, so, gosh. so you know, of course. Listen, by geography alone, England's tiny. You know, if, if I'd have been American and Thomas would have come out, it would have been a different thing. It's just how it is. Just, just to say that though, real quick, that I think I want to say that Inner City Lights may have been. The first drum and bass, or the first jungle record I ever heard, and not know that it was jungle, um, solely because when I first saw it, it was the video, and the video used to come in a show uh, from Ralph McDaniel's called Video Music Box, mm. and that was way before its time, even just speaking about it. <clears throat> and he used to run that video a lot, and I remember like, yo, what is this? This is cool how the brakes run, but I didn't uh, know anything about you know what was going on, of course, at the time. So it just yeah, but it was a segue. Thank you for that. But I mean, it was yeah. uh, it was the thing. The other concept is people don't understand is that inner city life had to be extracted from timers. Right. It wasn't like here's a single mm-hmm. and then we need to make it really long. Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was an opus. It was an opus, and and in the story because of obviously synesthesia and having a slight aspect of that, and having people dig me out because you know I like to draw stuff out. You know, right. whether I'm using crayons or markers. Um, you know, I'm an old producer and, and they really don't really exist anymore in that sense. You know, Nelly Hooper was my go-to guy. You know, right. he had Mateus as his engineer yeah. and he, Madonna he was doing having 17 and U2, you know, all this, you know, stuff he was producing. And, uh, and of course, the idea of conceptually writing music, it was a big thing for me and still is the, the idea of doing that, that, that it was important. But, but more than that, the vision of, of Timeless was kind of, the idea of, I found the notes, you know, cause it was 25 years ago when I started writing at a Dorney Tower and I went, this is a story about a boy who can change everything with aspects of time. Well, what is he, a fucking magician? You can't just like have a magician. It's like, it has to be real. And of course the, the whole premise of, of Timeless Cine Temple now is six part episode. One and two are completely done. We'll still be tweaking those things um, and Dan Kadan is now on four. My hero, the mentor, Clint Dyer, who I spoke about, did three. Sick. And uh, I'm doing five and six. And yesterday I spent all day 
you know, wrangling, because we have a series Bible, which you need to have a Bible to stick to, which is the producer's outline, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make this record, and it's going to be an hour long, and we're going to go from his ear to there, and we're going to do that, and we're going to have this and that, and we're going to do that. You know, you build the legend, because you have to, you know, you have to be organised, and, and being a concept artist, you have to have a shape. And then you see what technically is out there, what can be achieved technically. It was always questioning technology. You know, can this, you know, the, I mean, my rack here, vintage keys all behind, you know, the the, 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 the ultra harmonizer DSP 4000 is still the bad boy of effects units in terms of <laughs> what, it can, what it can do. And, and, and it was, and I think it's great not being an engineer for me because people just can't get ahead around this. It's like the idea of, this is how I'm going to build the music. And they go, well, what are you going to do with this is the beats? What is that? You have to explain it in phonetics. Yeah. Everything. So that's going to be the symbol with the snare, that with the hat, ghosted down on that track, duplicate that there. We'll have those effects going backwards there. We'll put that over there with the Valahannas reversing. It's, you know, so building <clears> everything <throat> as an alchemist, which is what this is, is alchemy. Totally. That's fake. And also, it's shit because you're not doing it yourself. Okay, this is erasing my history. Let's erase the pyramids while we're there too. Um, but the idea of Sine Temple designing the soundtrack with this mentally ill child who suffers, because for twenty, for eighteen years, I didn't. I was jarred on one major fucking fail on the whole series, and it was I kept his mother alive, and I had to kill her really early on. Mm because it couldn't coexist with other characters. But what was great about the idea was the device, which was a real problem. It was temporal lobe dysfunction. Found it. And it's real. I looked it up and I was like, what the fuck, really? Okay, and it's like temporal lobe dysfunction. Oh my God, it's it's the type of epilepsy and it's the inability to process episodic memory. (gasps) Great, there's my device. I can go back and forth in time with the said character. Epic. So I, I built this now and we're there and we're, 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 there's a, some big talk, real big talk with a massive production company who are really out there in the market. And we are in such a great position because when this does clear, which it will, this will pass. For sure. Um, we're, re- we're ready to step up and, and deal with that. And what's great about it is it's, it's obviously through the eyes of a child. Because there's nothing wrong when guys have got a shot gear, man. They've got to sell drugs. That's what they got to do. But when you stick it down my throat 18 times, the word shot in food or selling drugs, like, yeah, it's like buying a packet of crisps for me. Why, why are you making a big deal about it? It's like, mm. but looking beyond the mental illness, mm-hmm. you know, right. beyond right. that kind of Tell surface, you know, you know, that's in a city life. But that's not timeless. Timeless is the, the magic of it, of how to make the, we're talking, it's a very Shakespearean time. It's actually three stories. Wrapped in into a one yeah. it's a crime thriller with the murder of the kid's best friend it is a story of his mental illness and how he overcomes the nemesis by by design and it's a tragic love story and that's that is me in a nutshell of how this was built so yeah it's been it's been a brilliant brilliant process because going back to the point of the soundtrack i've never seen an urban series where i'm really happy with the music because usually the needle drop music, I think, oh, it's I like think uh, Track will know about this more than anyone. You got to go and get music from somebody, and you got to go to a rapper that you know you paid a lot of money for, right? 
And the record company wants a lot of money to license that record in that film because they got to get their money back. That's right. Absolutely. And uh, so you can shed some light on that. Uh, you know, it's hard to do that because soundtracks are so patchwork. You know what's funny well, about this whole situation uh-huh. is like I've been I've been excited. I'm so glad that you're revealing this now. But I've watched you on this trajectory of outside. This isn't the first TV thing you've worked on. Not just being on TV with things with Maestro, but even the evolution to get to that point when you when you had the documentary series that showed you learning how to write music. Oh shit! Uh, uh, yeah, that was like, uh, that was uh, mind blowing to me. Even you mentioned it earlier how you drew things out. What was it called? It was um, um, two part BBC two part two part series of BBC. What the hell was it called? What's it called? I should have wrote that down. It just just popped in my memory. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Goldie. Classic Goldie. There you go. That's what it was. Yeah, that's interesting because people can't get their head around. Well, what's in the chord? We're talking about the notes in the chord. The idea is made up of a set of notes. And I was just about to lose my shit because, you know, I think it was Anna Meredith who's a prolific, you know, composer in that world. But just going to that world, being mm-hmm. berated by people going, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's, he's never he doesn't know what Forte Mes- He doesn't know what Forte Messe is. What were you fucking tell me what fucking Forte Messe is? <laughs> <laughs> Not just that. Don't hurt the dads yet. Don't hurt the dads, please. What was really cool think- too, what was really cool was watching you at that breaking point and the point where, where like you had to find, I talked to a friend a long time ago about how I was trying to learn After Effects and how it was the same thing as making music and we were having a discussion about how the applicate, uh, how, how difficult app, uh, After Effects was when I was saying it's technically just tools to being used. If you can make video you can make music there's the part of the brain that helps you create things you just need the tools to do so so once you learn those things it's the same and watching you in that documentary while you were literally drawing out the music not not in musical note form but in your artistic way it was a piece of mm-hmm. artwork that i know you have hidden somewhere but oh, I have, yeah, yeah the legend yeah it's a big it's piece. a long <laughs> piece of music you created an entire piece yeah, visually actually- first Debate. There was an action in the debate, but, but you see, if you can, I think the idea of what this, what I, what do I want to achieve? What's my end game with this six-part series? You know, we'll, you know with, with the production company, we'll then go and deal with the broadcaster. Now, this is my thing. You know, I'm hope in the same way that the music heals people. If there's, I could be at the cheese counter, motherfucker, and I had an old woman and an old man come to me, and go, oh, girl, that was just. Beautiful what you did with Carmina Burana. <laughs> I'm like, Carmina Burana, oh, the cheese? No, that's that's Eden, that's Eden Vale. No, the, you know, the, when you did the conducting. Well, yeah, a monkey essentially can go up on a podium and conduct. No, <laughs> oh, but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. If you, when you learn what that is, the very speech of the techniques deck, so if I, I have to keep it at this certain speed, now it's in 4-4, so I'm going to be getting this in 4-4. Okay, now I can do that with my own music, but when I have to learn, Beethoven is a great example, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mixed race. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's just, go on, guys. Get really, go, start, start going, <laughs> how dare you? It's mixed race. His mother was a moor, okay? I'll put it out there, yeah? Of frozen hair, of frizziness, of flattened face. He was all the things that were spoke about and written about, written about Beethoven. He was mixed race. Why was his music so complicated? Because he didn't want anyone to play it. You motherfuckers! He wrote all the notes, and the way that he writes the notes, 
he literally, if you look at his fifth, when you look at the score, it's like two, 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 six, two, 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 six. He literally knocked the deck so it went on the off in the mix. <laughs> and then he knocks it back in the mix. <laughs> the guy did shit with his music because he, he thought, you criticize me, you criticize my compositions. All right, let me see if you can fucking play them then. And he made it really difficult to play. And <clears throat> if you want to bear some future relevance to that, seriously, hmm. then you got to look at like, you know, you got to look at, uh, you know, certain aspects. For me, when you look at b Below the Underdog, which was the story of, uh, fuck, it's a story. There goes my dyslexia. Bass player, but he was a composer. And, um, Bass player, composer, bass player. Somebody Google it real quick. Beneath the Underdog, Below the Underdog, documentary, a beautiful documentary. And one of my, uh, not Coltrane, uh, bass player. There we go. Mingus. Uh, I almost Mingus, said it. Mingus, 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 Mingus. Mingus. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So Mingus. Playing Mingus, the Google game live, ladies and gentlemen. There is, there is a documentary. Listen <laughs> to this, guys. There's a documentary by Mingus where he was taken out of his flat in Brooklyn with a wheelbarrow with all of his compositions stacked up, evicted <clears> from his home. The paparazzis are photographing him with flash bulbs, the old fashioned style because he couldn't pay his rent. Mm. And when Winston Marcellus in the same documentary said, oh, look, at this, look at this fucking score, man. He had an opus that he put together and he had different people writing different sections, but he told them like the legend, what he needs to ha have happen in this section. And he had all these different people doing it at the same time and they he couldn't get it together. It was like some, some guys failed. He went and he smashed the guy in the mouth. They turned up for rehearsals. He was fucking, you know, raving and he was beating people up and never happened. His wife and his lover sitting side by side as friends as they are now. God bless them. I don't know if they might be dead now. I don't know. And um, you had Winston Marcellus, Winston Marcellus talking about what an inspiration and that you couldn't reach those notes back then to do that. Wow. And the, so the point of what I'm trying to make is that he was a reviled, you know, he was a bass player, but he was a revered, revered composer. Mm -hmm. I mean, serious composer, same as Miles Davis, a serious composer. Mm. I was always inspired by those people. I can't read music. Right. No, can if, I... you can, if you can, if you can verbalize it, whether it's, if you can verbalize it by doesn't fucking matter that guy can print it and he can put it into fucking notes what do you want brownie points for writing the notes what is your end game here what do you want to say because you can sit on your computer and you go but i programmed it all i did it all yeah, well, what, are you, what are you doing with the all? Where? What are you going to do with your final? So you can, so show me your track record. Show me your, you, you know, your own composition that you've done in the little thing. You, what the, the, that classic <clears throat> program taught me. Oh my god! Want to go back to DJ? We're just pushing buttons, motherfuckers. Bro, I, you want to? We're gonna laugh. Pushing I buttons. promise you, your DJing mixing skills improved immensely. After that. Immensely. Not that like, you I was glad. like, what the fuck? It was like, night and day. Seriously? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm not like, anymore. I'm your boy. I can say what I want to say. It was night <laughs> and day. Like, like, I was like, holy I've shit. Had some, you he had, leveled I up. Like, Yo, let me speak over this part because Goldie's gonna fuck it up now. 
He's had a little bit too much alcohol. Yo, what's up with your big no. shots? What the fuck? And he got cocky about it too. He started doing the like playing he, it he and fe- walking away. Like he'd leave and go to the bathroom while it's still mixing. Like, it was just like, man. hey, listen, he would he would listen to Armani seriously. That the last time, yeah, like the last time we were together, it's night and day. I remember with Armani seriously, where he'd be like, Jake, give me a favor. I'm like, what? Look, everyone's at the room. Get out the fucking room. All right, your G, give me a favor, man. Can you hold off on the blow before you clean that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you what are you saying, man? Like what yeah, okay. Bro. Yeah, are we on now? Are we are we on now? <laughs> so, so, going back to the point, it, 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 you know, my whole psychological shit, because that's what it was, you know, the pressure of playing, not a fucking DJ. Scotty knows me and Scotty laugh about it all the time. Oh, fuck off with that same old trick, you know. But they're DJs to me. It's like the idea of, you know, I had this sort of kid going, how dare you call this guy a god? Guy, I'm a fucking fan, you idiot. Mm. Put your, just wind your fucking neck in. You know, I'm a fucking, I'm a fan of the music. And this is, I, I, this music affected me in the club, week in, week out. Week, week, out. In, week out. The idea of, of being, going back to the composition point to finish, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because, you know, I just started speaking to Robin Smith, who played all the original chords on Timers. But the idea of me getting his, you got electric piano as well as a normal piano? Yeah, can we can you, can you wire it up so I can get the MIDI? What do you want the MIDI for? So I can take the MIDI and I can put it, in, put it into vintage keys. And then I can put it into the Oberheim and track it and then make other stuff with alchemy. It's all part of the process of what this is. Amen. Well, the thing I, is, is people, people, people never give solo artists um, shit for collaborating on music in any way. If it's, it comes out on, on, on any other genre, if the solo artist puts out an album full of music and that music is a result of collaboration, people never say anything negative about that. It's, <laughs> it's weird when it comes to dance music, when it comes to electronic music. There is well, a double standard that comes with yeah, that. Yeah. It's well, I don't, I don't, mind. I don't mind. mind that. I don't mind it because the track record is the track record. Mm. And uh, you know what? I actually don't give a monkey's. The bottom line is that the art today, yesterday, I finished the painting. Right. You know, yesterday, I got through a very difficult scene seven and eight. Within hour, I've got a, I've got a timeline issue. You know, is this person going to change the way that's going to happen today with me? No. Absolutely not. It's not going to change anything. In fact, it's embarrassingly good because back then, when it was me against the world, when it was the poster mm. boy, it fueled me. Please, by all means, put some more motherfucking hate on it, man. Because I'm just gonna keep coming. Because I just <clears throat> thing is art. It comes through me. It's nothing. I'm I'm not the guy, guys. It's just coming through the the this thing. You know, that's the art, right? You're you're so, bringing up art and you're bringing up painting. You mind you mind if I sub segue real quick? Because I don't because I know we got somewhat limited time. But yeah, like I, for me, for me, I actually knew who you were long before drone bass because I dabbled in the graffiti and I was like always an art kid. And uh, so I want to know how you got to graffiti to begin with. And I don't know. I can basically like how those, how those tenets of your artistic life might still exist. How are those, those things like still in you? Well, you know, we we came here in about two years ago. I reverse engineering. You know, I started, I went to the Bronx with, you know, I went to see, Sort of the Shaw Theater, so I met Bambada in the Shaw Theater in London. Right. The cook- my man Disaz says, "What's up, too, Goldie?" Disaz wanted me to give you a shout. Yeah, yeah, shout out, everybody. 
That's my boy for a long time, man. Boy, long man. Time. It, was, it was just in London. He was at the Liverpool gig with me and Quilib. And uh, that was amazing. And, uh, you know, I came from that world and I was in New York in the late 80s. And, and you know, I was taken up by Tats with Brim and Bio and Nice. They're nicer and PG. And that's my boy's Tats crew for life. I became, tats. you know, Shouts uh, to tats. I became part of Tats. And, the, and then, of course, when I jumped off into music, how and Nozem came up. You know, got told him it was insanely good. You know, so all my boys and what happened was I just became this thing where, I, you know, I got into the graffiti and looking wall style and all the, the whole thing. And I was just at Henry's, Henry's beautiful thing in the Bronx, which is the Bronx versus the Transit Authority. It was an amazing exhibition. I just yeah. finished the Sky Arts documentary, which mm. starts in New York. We're painting Miami at the Wynwood with the guys, with Tats, which I get together. It's like we met, we were together yesterday. It's like when I'm with Armani, we're in New York. It's like, I was with him yesterday. You know, we just take off where we're at. And so it's always been they're the same fucking thing. Graffiti, they're the same thing. It, right. My music would not be the same. The intricacy of the music would not be the same without graffiti. There's no shadow of a fucking that. That is a given because it's part of it. It's part of the sea. I'm seasonal like that. Like yeah, I'm painting, not painting now. I just had a fucking manicure, believe it or not. I got my feet did like yesterday and I was covered. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, we have a gallery now in Bangkok. It's called Orem Gallery. I built a full size fascia, three foot off the wall, R33 in fucking steel, which you'll be painting. I've got like Berlin, Saturno, for those Odin, who don't know, a, a train in New York. Bio, bio, it's a full gallery, two big warehouse spaces. It's like a museum. I wanted it to be like a museum so people can go in there, sit the fuck on a bench like they're at the Tate and look at some immense pieces of work. Because, you know, you know when I look at when I look at Mare, you know, from Star Wars, Mare, we became friends. I just interviewed Mare at the Graffiti Museum in Miami. You know, I'm going to be doing that on the 24th with Mare. That's next week. We're doing that with Mare. It was Henry Chalfon, you know, Henry, my boy, last week. Uh, he just brought up his name too, Henry Chalfon, just as I say. That's what we met. Oh, man. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, Henry's just turned fucking 80. You know, him, Martha Cooper, and James Bringoff put a big spotlight on this thing, which they said was bad catch. You know, this is bad for New York. The catch. Erase this shit. 70 million of taxpayers' money to erase oh. graffiti. And now the world <clears throat> and the art form reigns supreme. Right. Yep. So uh, about that thing you're trying to erase, you know, that's culture. You cannot stop it. It adjusts. So going back to you, Valiant, you know, the whole idea with it's the same thing for me. It's life and death for me. So the whole idea of of the art. So having a gallery as a curator, but as an artist, you know, we've got from like bubblegum to like, you know, Pam Glue to like, you know, Mode, who I'm, you know, fanatical about Mode's hand drawings, the hand of fucking Da Vinci, this motherfucker, you know, to Bio, you know, to, it's just all of these guys have, you know, prolific art. When you look at these guys now, you look at what Berlin's doing. It's just insanely mm. good. Saturno is turning it up. In, in, and, and on a vast scale, you look at James Burroughs, man, you know, Gable ends and look at Cobra's art. It's just phenomenal how this dirty thing, like dirty drum and bass music under the stairs, the uncle that you didn't want at the party, <laughs> that hip hop shit, you know, that dirty hip hop just created all of this stuff. You know, we, we, we need anesthetizing with music and sound, lyricism, 
poetry and the arts. If you remove that from this culture, let's take away all graph, every single bit of it. With this COVID shit now, that's a really gray interior you're looking at, man. man yeah. <clears throat> and and soundless bullshit pop music generated bullshit without all that stuff that's influenced by that. So I, I'm a big strong defender of the arts. So the documentary comes out in the fall. I don't know what it's fucking called yet. And it's kind of like starts in New York where I began and ends in New York where I began with the boys in Miami. And it's a TAS reunion, which is great. And mm. everything in between is 3D for Massive Attack mode. And I actually refused. They sent me the VOs and I just watched the first draft and they, they decided to edit out mode. And I'm like, if you take mode out of this documentary, I will fuck you so hard. <laughs> and, it, you know, I got the email, like, I was two weeks, I went dead silent on him. And I'm like, within two weeks, he was like, yeah, we, 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 see, we, because they didn't see the point. They didn't understand that fundamental thing that drum and bass at four in the morning will still be misunderstood by the masses and not understood in the same way the graffiti at his finite wild style won't be, won't be deciphered by you guys. And you know what? I've realized that's great. It is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's actually the best part. <laughs> because we, we can do bubble yeah, letters and they go, oh my God, this piece is so so exciting this piece it's so oh my god it's in this piece it's so beautiful i want to buy that because i want a piece of that it's i mean all of this piece yeah go ahead you buy that but you're not gonna want this wild style piece and tell you that for sure <laughs> so that's you know the, we you know we graffiti writers and we people you guys who can spit and of course please don't call me a rapper ever again anyone <laughs> i want to take this rapper on <laughs> wow okay yeah, sure, with that. Um, but the idea that when you go to... I know people that have been trained in the arts, like Tony Cogdell. She's one of the artists I spotted. Gary, my partner, spotted her. She's fucking phenomenal from Bristol. Really unbelievable contemporary artist. I'm like, this just snatched the whole lot because, you know, her art, there's, there's so much value in that in sense of a, a new artist. And um, I look at it and I'm like, I need anesthetic too, you know? I can't just look at my shit. I can't, I don't listen to my music. I make the music as a therapeutical process in the same way. It's not the painting that's the thing for me. Okay, I can look at it and go, hmm. But it's the feeling, it's the Freudian feeling of what I was thinking at the time. It's like smelling mm. your grandma's cake. You know, it's like, <clears> it's yeah, like you know, you know, I think as a kid, like at the first Philly Blunt or, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Where I'm going with this is a thing, right? Right. It feels no, like five minutes is a movie to me when I listen to my own. Like today was probably the first day in a while that I actually listened to some of my own stuff while exercising. It was so much into it that I got like another half an hour more into the elliptical. It's not your music anymore. No, exactly. Once it's done, if, it's if gone. You make, if you make your music, and this is the great, this is another quote, Marty, but I did this when I was sober, by the way. This one came out completely sober. A truthful <laughs> idea, a truthful idea will last in the honesty of time. Amen. 
Why is it so quiet right now? That is really whatever. You know what I mean? I'll bring my crayons next time. But you know, I, I'm really glad to have the opportunity to speak to you guys. Um I I you, if there's man. anything else you guys want to fill in with. Actually, um um I want to we've done the transition of where you've come from, where you are now, why you're in Thailand, not just there for the beauty and the yoga, the opening the art gallery. Um I wanted to play two pieces of music from you uh, before you before you go because it just has to be done. There is people who want to know how you got into acting, but I kind of feel like that's the same answer. Well, you would... Big part, big part bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but, just not just that, but I feel like listen, it's the same. I'm, direct, well, I'm directing one and serious in a temple, and that's all I want to do. Mm. Me and being the director has been the thing, right? You know, my boys are writing, and I'm writing with them mm. as 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 a collaborative thing because what I, the way that I did that when I finished off this. I wrote a 177-page manuscript, mm. which was completely everywhere. It was like two packs of cards mm. all shuffled, but it was all recorded dialogue of all the characters mm. having conversations with themselves. So there's a lot of time I did spend on my own in rooms where my wife was like, he's talking to himself again. <laughs> and I, that's the process. It's like when I'm making music, if I'm getting ready to do an album, I've got folders full of sound recorded. So I had to do that. Now, when we made the series Bible, when I flew the guys into Thailand, Uncannily, or was it? I know that the alchemy that goes there, there, and there, and there, and there, and there, and there. It all fits mm. where it's supposed to be because that's the alchemist in me, right? So the point of these two tracks, especially the first track you're going to play, which I hope is the old one. You know, when I first went to New York and I was staying at the Grand, I heard this record on WBLS. Uh -oh. I'm like, who is this? What the fuck? What is this record? And it was the idea of the plight almost. When you think about where we are now, 25 later, well, it's 30 years later, right? Yeah, 30 it's like some 30 years. 30 fucking yeah. years. Yeah. When I think about the first opening line of uh, when he says this whole thing, you know, and it, and it was, and I'm not going to give it away, that okay. first we got, fucking thing that he says, go with it, man. Let's go with it. Hold on. Now we have to, there's a situation here. And it's not an audio problem like there normally is, ladies and gentlemen. I know that's what you want to laugh at. The first track you sent me, I don't know if I can play without them blocking the stream. Oh, snap. Really? I'm very, oh, they block it? Yeah. They're on so it, too. They're super on oh, it. So I can only shit. play... I picked a tune from the Journeyman, and I I also have the tune you sent me that I'm not going to say yet because I know specific people in the chat are waiting for it. So we got to try, baby. Oh, say, no, you don't have to try. I get it. Well, you know, guys, you know what I was going to play. I'll tell you what it was. It was uh, the grand. Tell tell them. I'm I'm super yeah. sad that I can't play it, yeah, but if I don't. The Prince, last thing I want the is time. the, 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 the Times Prince. Yeah. When wow. that when I first heard that record, Side of the Times Prince, and I was in New York. It felt so, I was in this alien fucking land I'd never been to. Uh, it was New York, which was fucking overwhelming. And it was, you know, the idea of, you know, he's, he started off on weed and, you know, he's, 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 and he's, now he's on high on horse, talking to machine gun. Wait, the wait. whole idea of, the whole idea of lyrically what Prince fucking bought in his A-game of writing was like, it was just sign of the times and how the pressure of the, it was almost like the first cracks and how, the, you know, the like when you look at white lines, you know, and he just broke away. And it was yeah. just, that's the beginning of the end for all of this shit, but also new yeah, transformation indeed. we're at now. And I guess the second one is... Um, Do you want to just jump right into the second one? I picked, yeah, one, second one. I picked one off the, that you can talk about, off the Journeyman CD, which 
Which was one. an amazing album, of course. Okay, yes. Like, if I'm gonna like super get into it, I can get super emo on this re- on this the entire right. album, um, from the moment you you tease some of it to me behind closed doors to the the moment you dropped it to the album artwork to everything that went into the conception conception of this album. Um, there were certain tunes on there that aren't even drum and bass that I felt explained you and your journey more than people even realize. I was so happy that you took those risks for a drum and bass album, especially someone like you who's expected when you're making a drum and bass album to be drum and bass and nothing else. And you were like, fuck that. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> and, and like, so um, this tune specifically, you even did a video for uh, the second I heard it hit me, took me to a place I've loved. Oh, it. Shit. I play it Mountains. regularly. No, not that one. Oh, Castaway. Okay, Castaway. Castaway. Oh, okay, oh yeah. shit. Castaway. Yeah, Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right, so I'm gonna right. play that real quick, and we are gonna rock out for that. <laughs> By the way, you can talk and chat. They can still hear you while it's going on. You guys won't be able to hear it as much unless you have Twitch on. If you want to put on Twitch and then mute your screen, you can hear it so you can vibe out with us. But this is Castaway. We'll talk about it after. Yeah, by Goldie yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, Journeyman yeah. album, and we'll play that since we can't play Prince. A few moments later. Stop. All right, hold, hold, hold. There you go. Well, yeah, I was a bit surprised, but yeah, I mean, it was written, written for, I read it for Tyler to have that kind of old school nostalgia, you know, what going to New York was like for me, and especially that sample. Um, oh God, what was the original sample? But, well, you know, replaying the sample backwards and interacting it as a backing vocal, so to speak. Oh, so, man. Um, and, and acting on, out on that. So it's very clever. It's a very clear if you into if you're into looping and the way that programming is from an alchemist point of view, James was like, because James was there's no one can touch James. He's the most incredible engineer I've ever worked with. Every concept he understands, and that's why we made a partnership with subjective. You know, subjective, that was the beginning of subjective. I'm like, well, oh, hang on a minute. We you know, I told him the very beginning of Journeyman, this is not to be questioned. Any concept. He's not to be questioned. We do it, and I started with Prism, the hard, the, the hardest technical track, along with Triangle, and we he nailed it. And then I pulled out a few programs that I'd had for 15 years that no one could manage to automate. And he took him three days. He got it. Two days. He got it. And this relationship of supreme engineer, but it, producer in his own right, um, from what he done with Ulterior Motive. And that that collab aspect, I'd never given up any space for collab because it was, well, I'm going to write everything. If you want to go play fucking Dumb Down, you can play Dumb Down, but this is how it's going to go down. I'm going to sing the fucking beat to you. This is how it's going to be. That's the whole thing with Journeyman of being ex- exactly what it needs to be because it was that golden age album. It's not time as you idiots. Listen to it in five years. Come back. Come back to it in five or ten. When, you see, when, you see, when your mind is seasoned, and that's an album of enlightenment, and an album, you know, Mountains is about addiction. You get to the top of the mountain, there's another motherfucking mountain. Right. You know, you look at the whole idea of the monks and passing the key around and trying to find the key, which is a musical key, but it's actually a key to unlock the musical notes. So it's a very complex thing, you know, that, but it's a, but it's a, it's probably the, it's the best album since Timeless for me. Absolutely. On a parallax point of view, it's the sister album. For sure. It's, it's the okay. sister album to a gnarly young coming of age album, which is Timeless to a sister in uh they fit pretty close together man they do fit pretty close they, together. They, they, as a yeah. blueprint you know yeah. when you get to when you end the when you don't forget see when you end the first cd if you ever bought the cd 
there is a hidden track that only one person's ever found still to this day. Oh, one person came to me and went, I found this track. Oh, I know. I'm like, how oh, you found the track? Well, you can't I'm find it. I'm surprised no one else has. I'm like, wait, if you what? Want the CD, you can. It's there. You can find this track. It's on there. And um, I love hidden tracks. Well, it's there, you know. It's and the process. Time. So the process of that album, you know, James came out flying colors. But you listen to Run, Run, Run. Now that <sighs> motherfucker right there, that's Dude. that's opera for me right there. Dude. That is black impressionism of my life in opera right there you know and and uh and if and, and that album in that sense was was that and it's, it's it was it was you know to play the album live at ronnie scott's jazz club Ooh. and we did you know i've done two years running with that show eight shows mm. two shows a night you know with I mean, the people that played in that room I mean, and i'm I mean, playing percussion and bvs so uh going out to my geek guy fuck you and uh, ronnie scott's <laughs> Um, you know, to play Ronnie Scott's with the band and also, also the South Bank with the full orchestra oh. and, and, and do that. <laughs> um, the idea of the idea of, you know, people hating on the keyboard. Keyboards don't exist in that real world of music, my friend. Uh, it exists when you transfer when you can transfer this into real music that can be bought by people to, to, to lament, to heal them. If it ends up just in your hard drive, then you've achieved nothing. Um, and I believe you should sell all of your belongings that you own, sell them for money, and then give that money to COVID, because that will probably be as much as you're going to do. <laughs> the idea of what, you know, this is, me and our money, it's a personal job. The idea of, 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 of that album was a healing process. And and my, my beautiful wife, my muse, you know, it's been fueled by, by, by Mika and Coco, man, you know, and having Coco at the... At the end, you know, when I listen to Coco at the end of records and I hear when she's now eight and I did the same with Jamie. Jamie's voice is in the middle of a sea of tears. Mm. You know, what are we doing here? Washing away the tears. He's doing double life for, for fucking murder. You know, that was a young boy who had this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So don't fucking come at me with bullshit about production when it comes to music because this is tapestry and art. And it matters to me, this outcome, is that when somebody at the cheese counter says to me, and I think they're going to ask me about something, and I go, that record, man. You know, my mom died. The record healed me. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. And I was with Armani when I, I went and I played the VIP of Mother after mom died, and I was in New York, and uh, I did a gig with Armani. I, 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 I backed down from a fight in, in Lids. In 42nd Street, remember that story? <laughs> Lids. Wow. Lids. I was in Lids. Listen, I was. I just. I got up. Mom died. I left <laughs> her on the slab. Mom had died. I left her on the slab. I got mm. to New York. It was. Do you cancel the tour? Or you don't. My brother's like, uh, you know, you can't leave, man. I'm like, that's not fucking her, man. That's a, that's a corpse. It's like it's a shell. And I went to America, real quick. Go to New York. I'm sleeping already. Go to Red Eye to LA. I wake up at four in the morning. I phone the reception. I oh, listen. Any trains going to Forty Second Street? But well, they're on. You can get the L train. Go across. Get the train. Right. I got my fuck. I pack my shit up. I got a flight at like twelve, and I'm like, fuck this. I get my suitcase. I get my flip flops. I get the train at fucking four a.m. I get to Forty Second. I walk like ten blocks, and I go to yoga. I'm sitting outside waiting for this motherfucker to open. And Geraldo turns up. What are you doing here, man? I'm like. Got to get on the mat, man. 
go upstairs, switch the lights on, I go in there, break down in the fucking yoga studio, man. Like, what the fuck happened? My mom died. Ah, fuck. Hugged it out. Got in there. Best thing I ever did. Yeah, got out yeah. of there. And I'm walking. And I go into lids to try hard. And this guy just bumps past me. And then I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck, man? What, 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 what are you doing, man? He's like, what, you want some of this? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Boston, Boston's finest. I'm like, all right, all right. I come outside with my bag. And this motherfucker follows me out. He's like, come on, man. Put him up, man. I'm like, all right. Okay. All right. I got my flip-flops on. I just put my wheelie bag back on the wall. And I went, come on, man. Come on. And he starts wailing in this guy, wailing. <laughs> he ain't waste I'm, no time. I'm like, I'm like, that didn't hurt. That didn't, that didn't hurt. I'm like, go on, get the, get the shit out. And I'm just pushing this guy up, comes back, pushing him off. Weighs me in this, weighing me in this guy. And I'm in the end, he's like this. You got nothing left. And he just walks off. And I'm like, you got, you done now? I fucking get on the train. I'm fucking swelling up like like a fucking radiator. Oh man! And I'm feeling like you know what? I'm like that felt so fucking good, <laughs> you know. And he was like, because I didn't respond to it, and I just went, you know what? I just think I needed to beat the shit out of me, you know. Mm. And that's there you go. So that's the whole point with the album. It was it was the end of an era. Letting go of mom, letting go of mother, letting go of Saturn's return, that very difficult album. Served mm. purpose when mother died. I went back, played a mother while she's dead in the in the coffin, in the chapel. I got straight back, drove straight to the Midlands, put mother on, got to the chapel of rest, put the headphones on. The guy says, I was expecting you, Goldie, my local accent. Do you want a cup of tea? Give me a cup of tea. I walked in, six doors. She's door number five. Went in, opened the doors. Did what she asked, put mother on and just looked at this fucking marble monkey covered in fucking shrink wrap. Played mother, and that's the end of mother. That's yeah. it, boy. That's there you go. To the return. So that's it. Look, uh, yeah. I remember that 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 entire weekend, man, from New York to LA to San Diego, like the whole that whole trip was was wild. And can we get up now? Can we be up now? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Here, here's something for you. Um, we'll take it back. We'll have a little before I play this last tune. Uh, we'll have a flashback real quick. There's someone in the chat right now who said uh, the first time he remembers us linking up was at the five spot in Philly. And before we talk about that moment, that person is Henry from Substitution. So he was oh, in the chat shit. and wanted to say hi. Henry, he's Kapak Kapo. Henry from way uh -oh, man. another suitcase. <laughs> there is another suitcase in here. Somewhere in here is is that very recording from that night. Fuck off. Oh. All right, so here's what's crazy. I don't even know that. <laughs> so, so Listen, I'm gonna tell you some straight up. Look at this. You see this? The case is decomposing. Wow. Yeah. That's how yeah. old so, shit is, right? So I got to exit this case very, very So shortly. he said that was the moment he figured out what you were all about. So let me give everybody a quick, because we've all emceed, had the pleasure to emcee for Goldie. So yes, yep, yep. Um, I was mm -hmm. in Miami. You mean covering my clanging? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was in Miami. Before you even get to that, I was in Miami, and it was one of those weekends where, like, everywhere I went, Henry tried to get me on the mic. And everyone was like, no fuck off blah, blah blah and i was like it's cool you know i'll wait my turn and then oh, randomly we go to the metalheads party my first metalheads party ever right and as we're walking in they say rage can't make it 
can you get on stage with Goldie? What year and was I this? I was like, oh shit, that was the spiral uh, staircase up. And, and you, you ran you up like, you know, with Armani, Armani He loves to thing, tell me like I'm his little puppy. Go ahead, fine, tell the story. his thing. <laughs> you know, I'm DJing here, and he runs up the steps here, like, 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 pretending not to see me. He runs up the steps going, looking at the crowd, and he went, hey. <laughs> 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 and like... What, so, you coming in or what? <laughs> so what's funny is because like at that point now I know what Metalhead is. I know who this dude is. So, and they're like literally the club's fucking packed. And I've been there all night. So it's mm-hmm. been it's been going off the entire night. And now the Don himself is about to go on there like, yo, why don't you hop on the mic? And I'm like, uh on the mic, <laughs> So he goes up there, walks past me, he's like, Yeah, come on. And I'm like, all right. So he goes up there and I walk up the steps and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, yeah, come on. And I was literally, literally I walked up to him and go, okay, so um, I'm not going to rap too much because like, I don't want <laughs> like, to, you know what I'm saying, fuck your shit up. And he was like, nah, fuck that. Like, get get on here. Oh. Do what you got to do. And, blah, blah, blah. and right. he fucking rocked it. And it was great. And then the very next right. time I saw him was in Philly Five Spot. And that was the moment. And that was, and I'll tell you. Not only was the entire set fucking crazy, but that was the night you rewound Long Road like 15 times. Long and Road. I was taken to like a completely different stratosphere of things. And when that show was over, you walked up to me after the club and said, I'm going to take you on tour. And I said, you're a fucking liar. And you were like, nah, I'm dead serious. We're going to go on tour and the rest is fucking history. So, and the rest is history. We've had some fucking great tours for you guys yeah. out there. I've that, been gassing a lot, man. Full to the fire. I don't give only fucking poster back there, man. It's full. Yeah, of I know. But we did some. We we did some shit. Like we even did a gig. I'll get to that coup de gras. Some of the gigs we've done, there've been some. Uh, there's been some lows and some oh, real sure. highs. It's, it's been dark. And, <laughs> and and I remember finishing a tour oh, and leaving ten <laughs> G's. Ten G's. That was a big money in the back in the day, right? This is like 20, 10 G's in the bag with the laptop oh, after waiting God. at the waiting in the car park. I mean, you know, you, you put the trolley and you put it all in the back of the car. Right. I left. It's the last gig. <laughs> and I've collected 10 motherfucking G's. Well, we carried cash around for everything. We carried a lot of cash. I've been sending cash back. Goldie's been blaming seven. me for losing 10 grand for the last like, 10 years, bro. Like, I had like, nothing to I, do with that. We were finishing in Philly. We were finishing last in Philly. Last gig on the tour in Philly. Like, it was like, like long yo, tour, long tour. We finally came right, home, finished tour, it. This motherfucker loses 10 grand at the airport and blames it on me. And he's been literally Big giving this shit. It was like the most depressing since. gig ever. Everyone had a blast. In the back of our head, we were like, damn. Were you there when the fuck took the Black Eyed Peas drummer guy? He was drumming over Thank you, Mason. Mason's in the chat verifying my shit right now. Thank you, Mason. That was so crazy. One of the Black Eyed Peas dudes got beat up. One of the drummer at the time was trying to fucking rehearse. Do a sound check while I'm DJing, and it was at the San Francisco 49ers space where they were doing stuff around the raves and the grounds. Where was that? And I was playing a Dillinger track, and it was the time when Fast Car came out of some shit. And I was playing some Dillinger and playing this. Oh, you get this fucking. I get this. I mean, I clang at best of times. But I mean, this shit was way out. This fucking drunk guy is fucking just sound checking. I'm like, yo, I'm fucking playing here, man. 
well, you want some of this? I'm like, yeah, fucking out the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I flew the fuck off the stage. And that was that. <laughs> if people knew how many times you and I got in fights in Chicago and Seattle oh, after a gig. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't Yo, look at we drank vodka like it was water. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. It was just like. This anyway, just froze. I won't talk oh, about yeah, that. But... No, but vodka, of course, was always my vice. You know, I could do. For sure. I, I could tell you where it ended, but you know, I could do a bottle, no problem, no mixers. Can't oh, have any mixers. Jesus. Can't have mixers. No, we don't have mixers. Bottles. It's not a mythical thing. I'm not proud of it. No. But, no. but um, <laughs> not at all. But the, 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 we're to be chased like an eight ball of coke um, at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we are now. We are now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, but you know, I can't look at chicken and bacon in the same way because we know getting picked up. We got picked up. We got picked up in South Gakalaka. We're in, not in South doing Carolina. fucking inside jokes. And this guy doing? was like so nervous. Like, He's Yo, not man. some guy. He did a fantastic documentary. Shout out to. Okay, was it Proto? Who was it? Yeah, Who was it was guy? Proto. I see him recently in the Amon thing. You, I get him, but he was young then. Bro, so if he you're was, out there, you did kind of lay it on a bit with chicken and wrapped gig. in bacon shit. Epic gig. He's like, yo, man, I got to get you the best chicken. It's wrapped in bacon. Well, what, what, <laughs> what was funny What was funny is, and I'm going to put him on the spot. He's going to fucking hate us so much. He's fucking great. But <laughs> I love him to death. Just so we prep, let's preface this. Let's preface this with he's a super yeah. dope dude. He's doing a super dope documentary. He comes down all the time. He's a fucking awesome guy. Yeah, but when he did the gig, we did the gig. We're fucking hungover. <laughs> the gig was amazing. We're fucking super hungover, right? So he's taking us to the airport. And G and I are sitting in the back seat while he's talking. We're driving. And we're like, yo, I feel like we've been driving for a long ass time. And he's like, yo, I'm just going to stop by the mall real quick and grab a gold pen so you can sign my record. I'm like, you drove us an hour out of the way. I went to the way. Come back here. We're going to get you chicken wrapped in bacon. We were like, what the fuck? Like, what, what, what are you talking about? Anyway, I love him. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was the best? What was, I mean, what was it? What was the I mean, Seattle was, was crazy. Seattle music box. was a special place for us. That's a special sure. place for us. Uh, Star. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Remember Chicago when I came back and played you like, I think I played you Saturn's Return. It was so depressing. You want to kill yourself. Remember that? Oh, One of those albums I played you. It was like fucking, you sitting there like. Chicago just, was the first time you handed me your autobiography when we first started. And you were like, oh. when yeah, I was, because I was pressing like you. I was pressing you. I was like, yo, like I need, and you were like, you want to know everything about me? Here, read this. Yeah, but that was, was kind of like the, when Storm was that around. That was the first biography. Yeah, but that was the first biography. That's how big your yeah, dick like, is and who you fuck. That's not a biography. That's like a, like a fuck ruler. Um, <laughs> the second one, the second one, which was the one I wrote here mm. uh, for all of you out there, All Things Remembered. That's a good book. That's okay. a good book because it's, um, it's through the eyes of the kid. But look, man, he's been really emotional. Yeah, let's let's yeah. play this tune because we'll we go oh, down yeah. memory. I'll tell you about the kid after. Play the tune. So this tune. What's the name of this tune? This tune. Um, oh, he's the Mirrored River, and he's a kid who, um, Spencer Warren, he goes by the name of Grey Code. He's 22, oh, yeah. 23, 23 now. He comes with Bram. Bram and him are like, they're like both running in the parallax and they're friends. Bram's from Belgium. Mm. Grey Code's doing his album. He's got a whole bunch of new followers, his kid. His kid, he's got as far as being a producer's concerned, is when you, when you go into his album, rhythmic, harmonic stuff, what he's doing is like is is crazy because he come on the back of Noisier and those guys, but he's got like soul sewn all the way through his shit. Mm. But I said to him as a test, an acid test, I'm gonna give you the big big test here. I need you to do the river. 
and he was what shitting it. What a task! <laughs> and then uh, he, he get the river, and he and he came on. I played the original's no joke. I played an egg. Well, the thing about the original was that on a tra- on albums, I've never seen two vocals of the same track on the same album. Terry and Natalie, never been done. Mm. So I decided on the remix, let me give it to this young blood. And all these guys were like, all the kind of like, you know, old school guys, like, whoa, whoa, I'm like, just leave him to it. By the way, I have a chemistry remix that no one's heard that he's done, which I will unveil. Um, but The River, which is at least a year old now, played Egg. He came on after me. I'd already played this remix and destroyed the place. Mm. This remix by far, in terms of somebody looking at your work and you're so proud, that kind of like Ben Kenobi proud. Absolutely. This motherfucker <laughs> just got re- I reloaded it twice and I think seven other people tried to. It didn't have the didn't have the license to reload. It was stopped, <laughs> but three hands got through. Three hands three hands did get through and reload that shit. I'm gonna take a picture, you play the tune. Okay. And before I play it, I will say, um, I love the original immensely, and when he played it for me on the tour, he did not warn me that he was going to play this remix. So I'm going to play it now, and I'm going to warn you all ahead of time. I'm talking all through this motherfucker because I know how some of y'all are. Sorry. Who who? Who out there? You know who I'm talking to. If anyone's wondering why I'm disappearing, I am bringing this little thing. (laughs) He's got to explain himself from now on. Hold on, man. Oh, I'm about to. Because y'all can't hear the song. Y'all can't hear the song anyway. So I'm just going to go ahead and play this shit. So this is the River remix from Grey Code. And fuck you, this shit is dope. All right. All right. Play the fucking tune. Check, check, one, two. Live and direct. Thank you, everybody, too, by the way. All of my people in the chat, shout out. Reed, I got you. I lied to you. <laughs> Man, you are listening to Rapid Talk 52120. MC Armani Rain, track Valiant MC. This fucking tune is bananas. This is of a dream. Woo. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. Watch the clock go round the night, but I pay no mind. We got more coming One in the future. Drop of life is what you find. So beautiful. Oh Lord, oh Lord, and cuts like a knife. Right here, listen, 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 listen. Find yourself. The pattern the nasty face. But you find yourself. But you find. Woo. I had to talk to him a lot to play this. It's starting now. You good? You got time. You can talk away. This tune is no joke. Shout out, Great Coat. Absolutely fire. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, pull up. Okay, okay. You right. You right. I'm DJ and we, 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 we gonna rewind it. You feel me? Ladies and gentlemen, once more time, the Mirror River remix from Grey Code. Journeyman album. Go pick up the album. The entire album is is mind blowing. 
know I don't blow smoke, but I don't talk about albums much. This I compare hip hop albums. This is a dream makes no sense to me. Shout out the allegory from Roy Survive Nine. What's like, a clock around the night? But I pay no mind. Live and direct rapper talk. One drop of life is what you find. Oh, I'm Lord, I'm Rain. Cuts like Shout out to the one called Goldie. But you find yourself. Shout out everybody in the chat, I see you. But you find While this thing's going on, if you want to uh, tell me where you at, tell me where you from, I'll shout you out because I got to talk over this anyway. Shout out to my homie Track, shout out to Valiant MC, Simplify the Movement. God damn, this drone is so loud. Where you at? Shout out my ATL crew, Elevate. Shout out my torch crew. Houston was good, I see you. Super Brat was good. ATL, oh. Seattle was good. New England, I see you. Keep on coming. In lullaby. North Virginia, I see you. It's good. Bring the sky and the building the world. God damn. Appreciate every single one of y'all being here tonight, man. This is special. Stop it right there. The man is back. Thank you for yeah, that. Well, the other, I begged the you other, for uh, that. So. Yeah, the other <laughs> remix on that album, because obviously um, the, the company, Cooking Vinyl, who, who really dropped the ball on the remixes, because the remix ain't even out yet, uh, they really fucked that up. Um, Anthony kind of picked up the pieces for those idiots. Um, you know, <laughs> Caliber's Run, Run, Run remix, Underground Resistance, Mad Mike's remix of uh, Redemption with John Dixon is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the ball. Matthew, Matthew Johnson's mixes on, on the there. <laughs> yeah, some crazy, crazy, crazy mixes on that album that aren't even out yet, which is fucking stupid. I mean, I don't know where the fuck they're down at cooking vinyl, but they're, they're not using their shit right. But we moved on. You know, Heads this year, you know, just to recap on this stuff, is prolific. You know, I mean, later on today, I'm going to be on with Steve Digital. Uh, oh, talking about that was the digital. Mean, wow. his journey through, you know, he's been doing his university thing. Yeah amazing and steve's steve's an old god you know you know no That's nonsense nice. um but you look the albums we've got now are just i mean in, i'm just just on looking at what i've got here i look at the the schedule and i look at what we've got um album wise from these artists it's just insane the, the new rolodex ep because do you remember rolodex back in the day oh came, yeah hell yeah he'd come back with some, some killer yeah yeah breakout been... album phases album uh you know the new uh scar album just came out uh yep. uh, eyes came out then you've got adred's album drops as well but you know i just got uh cyclone's new album which really? is nathan, nathan which is just harking back to that classic cyclone sound right yeah 50 to 160 60 bpm around there 
Searchlight like Zero that. T. You know, I've got a whole album called Searchlight because we have a studio in KL, which is 100 studios, and it's 100 Fallen Tree. Fallen Tree is me and James. We deal with all the soundtrack stuff. And of course, we've got Natalie William, you know, Natalie Duncan's album, which is about <laughs> to drop. We're dropping mm. the single. Natalie's album, which is Sirens, is going to be the first single. And uh, all of these albums, going back to the series, all of these albums work as the artist on the front end, coming out as individual artist albums. Mm. But then we, we, we mix them all. So when episode one comes out, as soon as you finish watching episode one, which are all an hour long, as soon as it finishes, you can buy 1.0, which is the soundtrack to that series, mm. which includes all of the artists involved. Going back to the point of Needle Drop, when the music is so impactful within this world that I've been living in, then it's strong. And I think Grey Code, that mix, the way that he's, he's been with his music is just incredible. To, to take on that, that, you know, that folder alone with the sounds, it's a hard thing to mix, man. Any of my compositions are pretty difficult to mix, really. Unless <laughs> you Calibre and you can do it with four sounds. <laughs> Speak uh, Calibre. God. Talk about it. Bring it up now. <laughs> Don't start me, me up. Talk about it. <laughs> Don't start me up. You know why? You know what's you know what's so funny about this shit? When this whole thing with the John Bass or whatever. Look, to me, I've grown up with Dillinger. I was oh, I when I went to go and visit Dillinger to get him on the label before before all of these things, before he'd even done brutal bass and all those things, he was already a god. This guy, in terms of what he was doing, to me. It's my opinion. And it's, and we're talking about the polarity of the sound here. We're talking about two complete juxtaposes. I knew what you were talking you know, about. Because, 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 you know, when you say kings, yeah, they're my kings. Yeah, okay. And, you know, folks, here's a guy. Yeah, thank you, Scotty. There's a point to make. That, listen, you may, you may think that Skippity's your god. What about Randall? Well, he's a DJ god. Yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah, okay. We're all demigods. Yeah. But don't get fucking so oi toits about shit because I've got fucking socks older than you cunts and the idea of <laughs> the idea of, is. of I, get, I, I get to do that there I you go to, <laughs> I get I, I get to reload Andy C can you <laughs> there you go I've seen you know I've I mean? seen like, only reload the intellect fuck out. get the that. fuck out Marcus is a deity you know yes. I could go on I could go on and on it's my does that mean every time I see someone wearing that, me and Goldie and Ronnie size and oh, get that shirt off your back? That ain't right. That's not right. We got to get that shirt right. <laughs> Go print the fucking shirt yourself. Go make your own fucking empire. Because where right. I'm standing from, the table's brown. Now it's brown mm. from where you're sitting because we're sitting at the same brown table. But you're not even bringing a plate to that fucking table. So before you come down and talk shit, what plate are you bringing to the table? What do you have to talk about before you can say that? Now, we all produce music. And I've been for years. I can still be a fan. That's I it. love. I spoke to Rupert last week. Rupert is a fucking god. Yes, but I have kings. They're all my kings. But my, me particularly in the polarity of the two opposites of Dillinger and and Dillinger and and fucking Caliber. Caliber can take four sounds and make it sound. I can't do that. And also, let's go back to the DJ culture thing for a second. <laughs> Who could you listen to all night? Fabio could play five hours of Calibre and he'd still have dubs left. Facts. Same as Dillinger. There's not so many artists. You certainly can't do it with my music. And he's going to play Mother for an hour and kill everyone. You can't do that with my music. Because my music's not club music in that sense. It was <clears> in the 90s. You get it? You see where I'm going with this now? Sure. You know, DJ Andy is a fucking power god. Yes, he is. 
when we talk about this, we're not, we know it's put it into context, guys. Don't lose your shit, man. It's my opinion as a fan. Because I've yeah. heard stuff from Dillinger when Dillinger was in, I've heard stuff that's been bagged. I've heard Angels Fell bagged by so many, when I say bagged, put in the mix by a D reputable, reputable, reputable DJ that I love. Mm. I've heard Randall do things with it that, wow. I've heard Groovider do things with it. I've heard fucking Groovider fucking struggle with it for 16 bars and it slips in all of a sudden, Eureka, that moment of that 32 bars is just the magic of what this is about. <laughs> so please, spare me, you motherfuckers. Yeah, if that's you have, exactly what it's about. If you have and said this, one word, if you have said give one a word on this right topic, there. <laughs> if you've said one word on this topic, you've said one word too much. You don't need to explain to anybody. No, exactly. It I don't need to. And I, the point, the point I'm I making just like is, pushing his buttons. <laughs> yeah, the point I'm trying to make is that you don't get to tell me anything. You get to say something from. But if I'm in a club and I'm having a drink with you guys in the club, I'm sure sure as hell ain't gonna come up to me, guy, man. You know what you said about uh, didn't you mean a guy? Couldn't disagree with that, man. You're not gonna say that to me. No. You're not going to come up to me and say nothing to me. When I throw you a fucking bone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at there's no stairs in here. You're entitled to say that shit if you're going to get into the club and you can get close enough to us to say that shit or just sit there moaning to your bitch girlfriend because your drugs are finished. All right, right, right. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yeah, so. I get it. Uh, Anyone start me off with some other shit? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> We're good. We're good. You to anyway, I've got, a, I've got um. I got to say thank you so much. You know no, what's great thank about thank you. Thank what's you. great about this is that I got to stretch out. I did a quick 20k this morning, got back. Going to go do some Sebastian's now. Yo gangster <laughs> baby, you know, that's that's you know if anyone is questioning getting into yoga, man, just get on fucking love with Geraldo He's from New York or Kelly Isaac, Fierce Grace, check him out. Mm. We do they're doing like classes every day or yoga mm. quarter, the yoga quarter in England because of the time difference or whatever is kind of good for you people because you know, it might be cool and just give it a try, but don't kind of give up on it and just go through it because it ain't about the weight loss. It's about the mental stability. And I'm doing more now and more sharp than I've ever done. I really mm. mean that. Um, I've got like three paintings on the go at the same time. The gallery of you know, curated all of these artists and writing the screenplay. You know, I've got, you know, I've been speaking to Statham and blah, all these people, um, you know, they're not going to be in it, but there's people that are pointing me towards really great people. I'll say no more. You know, I've got Stephen Graham lined up with his, you know, his, his Stephen's been a really good adversary with his whole project um, from day one. Uh, Dan Kadan goes without saying, he's my brother from another. He's writing as a writer, prolific. So we're good. But, you know, Fallen Tree, look out for Fallen Tree because, you know, subjective, all the music that we've got that's down tempo. Mm. Know, which kind of started with me with like state of mind run 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 there's a pattern with all my music right every album has got something like i think cine temple or add true string i think i've always dabbled with it so i'm really happy to still be here and be as passionate don't get the ego which i have but it's kind of slightly cold um, mixed <laughs> up with don't get ego mixed up with passion please because passion is backed up oh by... say that loud please for the people in the back the passion don't... is backed up yeah, my God. Backed up. And it was backed up in 96 gang, with gang. passion, continual passion, because the label, I could have stepped off, sold the label, did all of these fucking things, but the label is my hobby. It is a thing where it is a, it is a, a melting pot of ideas where you can come and electronically do what the fuck you want under my guidance. You'll get the phone call. 
bam, you know, done. You know, I just got a great EP, unbelievable EP, in fact, which you guys would be like, what the fuck? And uh, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Uh, I'll tell you what it is right now. If I can remember, because my mind is fucking wrong. <laughs> it was See, that good. Uh, yeah, he was fucking huge in dubstep. He was an English artist. Fucking amazing EP he just delivered. Um, but it's great, you know. It's that's what I'm saying. Every day, I'm, 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 I'm having this thing that's that's there. It's 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 something. It's just it's so beautiful to have all of these artists and talk to all these guys and listen to what they got to say and try and guide them. I think men. I think the idea of when you get older, you, you start to realize you fucking help them musically, mentoring them, people. And I do that a lot with exercising arrangement because that's that's my only magic. There's no curtain here. Arrangements my key, and, and I think that's 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 a, a skill set in itself. Well, I love you guys. I'm about to put the stiff worldwide mix, light and dark, is going to get dropped. I do so. want to say um, thank you. I, it was a, a, a birthday present for me, uh, <laughs> but I, I really it was important to me to bring you on. It was it was important to me that you agreed to do it. Took time out of your out of your day early in the morning at that. I wanted people to see the side of Goldie that I know, the one that I chat on the phone with, the shit talking, having fun. Not He's just, a nice guy it's, after all. It's not <laughs> the Instagram. You know what I mean? Your Instagram uh, stories. My ego's yeah. My ego's all the, it makes know, people's perceptions of me fucking for sure. It's down to me. You know, it stands me. I went into the store the other week in England. Last time I was in England, I went to the store. And I went to the store and I'm like, I'm fucking mad. Eight, listen, the thing with yoga, you learn about it. Eight pints of blood, man. Piss and shit. We're the same here, kids. Right. And, then, and somehow that gives people like, that means I can just give them some shit, right? And talk on a level. Like, get, not really. No. But I went into a store. <laughs> I went into a store. I went into a store. And I went, can I get a, can I get a, can I get a, can I get a, uh, a, uh, a packet of those and uh, some Wrigley's? I go, oh, just made your um, your Goldie, you're a Goldie guy, right? I know you from somewhere, that Goldie guy. I went, he went, no, you are, man. I went, yeah, I am. He went, no, you're not. He's bigger than this. He's a lot bigger than you. Why you lie like this? Why you? I'm like, you asked me if I was, and then I told you, and then you said I was the guy on the TV, and I'm not on the TV. I'm in the TV, but I, I know you're. Do I have to deal with that shit? But it's good when you're down because you get the white van guys, you know. You're Goldie! Do you know what he does? No, really! <laughs> Your grandma knows me, you know. I'll get people saying that my grandma loves you. Oh, hey, that's good too, go. you know. But I'm, 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 I'm happy. Love, I'm in a happy space. I've been. I love you all. Love I guess this family. is ending now. Yeah, well, I mean, you can hang out for it. We're going to play tracks. We've got another half hour. We're going to play some music from track. I do want to say, if you are going to go, uh, thank you very much from all of us. Uh, the chat is saying thank you very much. And I want to send a special shout out to your wife and your daughter. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm glad. I was hoping someone was going to ask me some curveball shit, but no one's asked any curveball questions. Um, I, I tried. We tried. <laughs> Oh, we could. I mean, oh, you want to go there? We can. I said we got a half hour. Throw me a curveball. You can throw me any curveball you like. I'm good at baseball, man. No, man. We we. But that's good. Listen, listen. I love you guys. Orum Gallery. Big up, We're looking at the end of June. If you're in Bangkok, guys, and you're flying to Asia and you want an experience, come and see that. What is the Instagram for that? Spell it. It is at Orum Art Gallery. So it's at Orum Art Gallery. You can hashtag that or at that. And um, we're getting a lot of traffic over there with some prolific artists from around the world. Um, Cine Temple is will be, you know, sooner than you think in production. 
because I'm not going to divulge too much. I've got some fucking serious alias people involved. Mm. But playing really quality roles that are not so... There's five peripheral main characters and some other people play cameos in, in some respects. Um, the kid that I found, which Alana found, one of my one of my work, one of my people that are working on the team, I got this kid from Doncaster, man, a fucking kid, man. This kid, it's ten inch afro, mixed race, well spoken, unbelievable kid. Which mm. is hard to find, you know. Casting a kid, as Soderbergh said, if anyone knows Soderbergh's work, he did a schizophrenia uh, spider. Very difficult to, to, to cast one of two things: a child as a star and mental illness the two things you don't fuck with i fucked with both <laughs> and then wrapped them into this great story so that's so I'm, I'm really excited to direct because i've always seen cine temple you know what i mean every fucking right. scene mm. and the sound the soundtrack what me and james have put together on subjective three mm. which is called fallen tree basically it's based on subjective music is just another planet for me because the, the, in being involved in, a, in an urban tale the Shakespearean that evokes you in the silence with this sound is just like ah. So I've been I've been really excited about that because I think there's so much narrative in urban stuff. You don't we don't need to, we don't need the narrative, man. That's why I thought Euphoria was a great fucking show. Mm. You guys mm. got Euphoria. You know, yes. obviously people can't relate to it, but it's you know the story of these people that are not like their parents that do drugs. Yeah, it's normal, and to have these experiences and also to find out his old shit's falling apart. Who you think they are? They're really not. I think he's prolific. I think the director, uh, I forgot his name, is is fucking unbelievable. One of the talks I saw him do, talking about mental mental health, and how he got to that stage of, of wanting to have the confidence to even want to direct. Mm -hmm. And for mm -hmm. me to get to this stage where you think I I I what I don't what I lack in confidence, guys, I make up in Instagram to have a laugh because believe me, behind closed doors, you know, I used to have these times where. It's six in the morning and I'm, I'm trying to find a deep, find a dealer and I'm trying to find the last grain of coke in the carpet, man. And I'm done fucking and I can't, there's no more, there's nothing left. That's just really sad moment in my life. Do you know what I mean? To be there, but to be on the other side where I'm waking up and I'm seeing my kid wake up and she's like, we're, we're, we're laughing from the minute she wakes up and speaking to oh, Chance man. in England and my daughter. And she's like, she's 21 now. And she's, you know, it's got a good guy on side and, and just the way that she's great, and she had she had to deal with all my shit through my, my drug days, and the trauma that I've I've gave to her and coming through, it's just an amazing thing. And and you know what? There's a better version of me. I think in all of us, there's a better version of us waiting to come out. Amen. Like the guy Absolutely. in the classic Goldie program, right? The guy in the classic Goldie program. I'll leave you on this. There's some footnotes at the end of this thing, and that's what I finally learned to make it in my own way through Sibelius. Anyone knows what Sibelius is? And I mastered it, you know. And the guy, the guy who, Christopher, who was the engineer on Sibelius and the way that I interacted with the engineer, he was going, you know what? And the thing about being a better DJ after, he goes, you know what it's like for you guys? So fucking lucky. What do you mean? He went, well, you get to think of an idea on a Tuesday, get the sounds together on a Wednesday, master it and, and, and put it on a dub on a Thursday, and you get to play it in the club on a Friday. There's so many, there are so many composers. Let's talk about eight. Don't get me started. I'm talking 18th to 19th century composers yeah. that lived and died without audio, without recordable audio guys to yeah. be able to write massive opuses. And I'm talking in 2002 when Russia opened up. There's so many comp compositions we never heard of, right? Because they, they, because it was locked down. 
They were locked down. Did you hear this fucking music that they never got to hear? They lived and died. They never got to hear. So imagine the ability as those kings, real kings, got to like Beethoven to to write their music, to and to get to hear it with an orchestra playing. Think about the people that didn't get to hear it played by an orchestra. So the the point I'm making is that to to be where I am and doing what I'm doing now to the point at the end of uh, of the program when the guy turned around and went, you know, I, I see what Goldie did with this program. I think it was, I think it was okay. I think it was rather good. But I, I, I also think, I also, and it's very condescending way, Roger Wright, head of BBC Music, I also think that as much as I think his composition was okay, I think there was a bigger composition waiting to break out. It's called, give me the motherfucking budget, you cunt. <laughs> and I can do it. I can do it. You know, we can move mountains or some motherfuckers here. You give us the budget, you know, you give us the A&R. We know the fuck to sign. It's a wrap. You know, so that's the whole point with Fallen Tree and 100. I've got this guy, Taggio, from Atlanta. Just going to fucking, I'm going to send it to Armani, actually, to, to try it out for me. You know, he's that 12 tracks in. This is some fucking booty music, boy. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like, like, I'm like, this guy's voice is like I'm squeezing this motherfucker's nuts. I'm like, yo. <laughs> I said to him yesterday, I keep playing this shit to my wife, man. She's she going to want to make, make me to pull over, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, said it to my, I said it to my daughter. Chance was like, yeah, dad. I'm like, what's it like? She went, it's fucking great, dad. I'm like, is it booty music? You went, dad. Shouldn't <laughs> I have any good dates tonight? If that's what you want to know, I'm like, the music's working then. So, you know, it's great. It's, I'm in this role now. I'm in this role of AR, which I never thought I'd be in. But everyone, watch out. Natalie Duncan's album, Free. Natalie Duncan. Drop. Free. It's impeccable. She did it here in Thailand. She flew in. She knew what she wanted to do. Me and James just babysitting the whole project. Nice. It's a beauty. So, look out for Falling Tree. We've got a lot of shit coming out on Falling Tree. A squello. Uh, little cigarettes, this mad fucking. I, I hate when I say it's Eminem type, mad fucking. <laughs> yeah. He's mad as fuck. Like uh, he's just crazy. But a, but a great album, you know. Got myself a gun, you know. Some mad shit, and it's just great. I'm in a really great place. If any, anyone wants to come to Asia, you're not coming to my house. But hey, <laughs> come to Asia. You guys are welcome. Um, but come I'm check out the gallery. The back up. I'll be telling you, bring the kids, motherfucker. I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. We're doing too. Sure. I want to give my shouts. I want to give my shouts. Honestly, uh, on, on the on the real tip on the music tip, it, it, and I've sent you some stuff I've been working on lately. I think I'm finally ready ready to do that. All right. So you, you well, let me. Um, you, know, you know what I'm like. We've been trying for years. People think yeah, you. Would I wasn't ready come. before. The I problem with your money. The problem with you, which I have. I can see relevance to that. Get your fist out of my motherfucking face, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> is that you were too way ahead. And you and because you were cross genre, those guys didn't understand what you're doing there. And those guys didn't understand what you were doing there. That's the story of my life. The, yeah. You know, the drum and bass people think it's just drum and bass. And I'm like, no, it's this other thing. And the people that are like into classical go like, oh, well, they don't understand mother. I, that's the story of my life. And, you know, in the end, we'll work it out. For sure. well, I love you guys. I love you too, and, uh, Thank you so much. I'm out of here. Yeah, and, uh, salute. <laughs> I think you saved you the world in these two hours, bro. Yeah, Big man. salute, man. Shit right there. Yeah, man. That was beautiful. I appreciate you. Right. I've heard enough of All my right. own I voice. choked. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. Thank you. Listen, I've heard enough of my own fucking voice for two hours, which has kind of fed my ego immaculately. <laughs> you did well.
I did well. So I leave you boys on this note. I love Remember this. Always love each other. Give each other a hug on a daily basis and cherish those <laughs> you love. I will see you soon. And if anyone wants to send music at info at metalheads.co.uk, you're well more than welcome to do so. Track, I'd moisturize those lips if I were you. Oh, man, no. And you, my man, I would take that hat off and give it a good old polish. Armani, <laughs> I have nothing to say. Oh, it's already, I already did. Shiny, I know. And, and you, Armani, I have nothing to say about dissent. I love you like the bastard brother child you are. I love you too, my G. Thank you all. I'll speak to you soon, my bro. Man. Oh Lord! <laughs> Yo, just for just just for clarification, we'll cameras see. for some reason make certain parts of the you know. Are now I'm all like in the <laughs> <but> not... <laughs> Don't let, them, don't let him mean? smell blood, or it's a problem, man. Yeah, that, but the lips are good. That's all I got to say. Hey, look, <clears> that <throat> was beautiful, man. I'm so glad he came through. It's just like I've been. We got more in store too. I'm not gonna get into all that, but it was it's always a blessing to sit and chat with him. And when he talked, he was like, What is this? You know, is it a formal thing? And I said, No, nah, man, we're just a bunch of homies sitting around, we're gonna chat and I want you to sit down and talk to everyone like you sit and talk to me. And he's always up for that and I love when people see that side of him and, and what he's doing and, and all the stuff in the background that he doesn't get to talk about often. Um, a lot of times because, you know, whatever's set in place <clears throat> the normal promotion and yada 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 but i knew that he would come on here and and love to just I mean, sit down and be himself dude so. you know there's like a we could have had him here for four hours oh we yeah for sure him like massive questions know. and i was just like you know what man he i think he's answered <clears throat> a lot of questions a million times and the ones we asked was some like they opened up a whole new world so i was just happy for sure. with hey. just that uh -huh. Let me uh, yeah, let me go back to shouting out everybody in the chat once again. I appreciate all the people who followed, uh, all the new followers, uh, people who were in the <laughs> chat, very active, very talking. Shout out to MJ for uh, modding tonight as well. Everybody from all over. Big up to you MJ guys. as well, man. Big ups, bro. Yeah, you guys have been <clears throat> epic every single week. Um, we've got more in store, so I appreciate you guys if you want to keep coming through. We're going to play some more music because we've got a premiere, right? We gonna um, premiere this bad boy. Well, we gonna we gonna we gonna call it a premiere, right? Um, <laughs> I know I shouldn't be eating no goddamn potato chips, but it's, it's fine. Midnight. I kind of like you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> Yo, let me just explain, y'all. Uh, me and Brian and everybody behind the scenes have been quietly trying to figure what we wanted to do with this project uh, to complement the whole life emotion thing. What started out with just a few remixes turned into a full body's worth of remixes. And, uh, you know, we're prepping now to get it all together for you. And we're really proud to, like, let you guys check out the uh, the Random Moon and Step Tune remix done by Sheesh. the legendary Blame. Y'all know Blame's Robin S., Michael Jackson. You know, he's worked with a lot of big heads in his time. And... Uh, you know, this is his return. You know, Shadow Wreck is uh, uh, moving Shadowhead. <clears throat> Y'all know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Super yeah. big legend. And uh, this is sort of his return in a sense, I guess. Not necessarily a return, but, you know, he's he's been walking in real nice and easy, checking things out. And uh, we were happy to link up and do a little spin on a, an already classic record called Step Two. Shout out to my man, Random Movement, and Adrian. Much love to both of y'all. And Lamani, I said enough. Cool, man. I'm going to play it right now. You want to hear it? Here it go. A few moments later. The mob. Yes. Dude, that tune is the summer. Yeah, that tune is. It's the summer. Yeah, it's a proper it's summer vibe. I'm going to run outside and lick someone's hand. 
<laughs> I got people hitting me up talking about, yo, you better send me that too. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yo, big shouts to everybody for listening. When's it come out? Like, it's out on Monday, the Steptune remix. Uh, Life. Y'all can wait. We, uh, you know, the project is called Life and Remix, and you're going to have to wait for a date on that as we start giving you guys. But you can get a lot Monday. of fire people got involved, and so there's a lot of really proper remixes, a lot of dance floor-ready tunes, and... um. You know, big shouts to re-recordings, man. Brian is a man that's beyond his time in the mind. Shout out, Brian. One of these days, we're going to get him to stay up late so we can um, kick it out. You know I what I'm saying? I was going to so, say, you need to pull that card. But you pull that man out I was going to wait till we was off air. <laughs> <laughs> could always pre-record it. We could always pre-record it. We could. That's we true, could too. That. We could. Gonna have to, we're going to have to do that with some of the UK heads. <laughs> oh, I'm most of those cats no, stay up late anyway, them. man. Yeah, don't stop. Do I don't know. It's super late. It's like 5 a.m. They, they just want you to know they ain't up. It's so you can like be like, oh, right yeah. It's 5. 5 is different. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, salute y'all. Coming real soon. Shouts to Blame, re- the return of Blame. And all we want to do is give you guys, all of us here especially, my, my man uh, Van's dropping an amazing project in, uh, in June. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> you heard that, right? You heard the little stutter? Like, no, I'm laughing at leaked with the super-duper one-liners in the chat, right? Shit <laughs> 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 is lit. You know, Monty's been at work, and I'm sure you've been watching no, his Instagram. And, and his, and, come on, bro. Come on, bro. <clears throat> come on, bro. Hey, uh, y'all wanted me to release these hoodies? Let me know. These are the hunted hoodies uh, oh, for hunting I, season. I'm in like saying. Flynn on that, brother. Oh, I'm only hours away from you. If I could sneak up, I would. <laughs> hand you that bag from six feet away um, <laughs> but yeah let me know I'll, I'll release them there is new merch on the website that is armanirain.com selfish plug but it's our channel so it's not really selfish it's what the fuck we want <laughs> um, but yeah we hard at work man there's a whole bunch of music coming we, we say it every week um, tracks obviously laying a bunch of shit Valiant's got music coming uh, he's got music out right now sir correct uh <laughs> this music out, Jesus. but I, I, new music out. New music is coming out in June. Two June. weeks. He has a mix out. He has a mix has out. A mix oh, out. Yeah, I got a mix out that came out a few weeks ago. Um, right. I got the I got the EPN focus coming out on uh, one of the best covers of 2020. I'm telling Track, you right what, now. What the, the mix? Really loves that cover. You know what I'm talking about. That cover <laughs> is fire. It is fire. Mix is fire. It's yeah. fire. Yeah. It's the first thing he talks about every single time. <laughs> 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 I know. So I got the EPN Focus coming out June 26th, and I got my Remix LP coming out on June 16th. What's that coming what's out the, on? What's the thing? Uh, on Duddy Bass. On Duddy Bass, nice. The Focus reason why I asked that is because the last time we spoke about it, you didn't you didn't say. Yeah, I know. It, it just got announced this past week. If you so look at my Instagram, it's all doing, over there. So. Just doing my job, you know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. We, we, got, we got Valiant Tunes, or we we chilling? What's that? Yeah, yeah. He, I, so I sent him... Another one. I didn't tonight, hit didn't CNN until. <laughs> and you got the one that you were going to play last week and you didn't. That's all right. It's okay, no, Armani. I never got that. I actually went back and the link was expired. But <laughs> yeah. So he oh, said. Oh, you me went back tunes. a week late. Facts. <laughs> if it was expired. Well, we were trying to download it last time and the shit wasn't working. And you know what I mean? Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I've you didn't you the send link me. Too. You you didn't, I didn't, see, I didn't right. see your tune this time until I was already in the setup process. That's uh, all right. That's all right. Now, if mm. you'd have been here on time in pre-production, we could have gone over. You those. know that I roll. I roll <laughs> you know, according to. to ten. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I've got it. Uh, I will download it as soon as we are done this, and we go through it. Look, they didn't hear it. Come here to hear us argue. 
Yeah, yo, yeah, you're yeah, right. Shout out to Dana Dane real quick. Yeah, you know, maybe we might do a little earlier time just to see how it works, but we'll work it out. At, the next couple weeks, I want to tell everybody. 10 o'clock. Make sure you're here. Oh. Make sure you're here at 10 o'clock. You've got a lot of names, a lot of people y'all want to check, and I'm not even bugging. Somebody behind the yes, scenes. Come on, Come on, Working pretty hard to bring some names here. So uh, hold tight. Trust me, we got y'all. Nobody's coming. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, no, it's gonna be fun, man. Uh, yeah. It's, it's. Uh, I love my friends. So yeah, yes, <laughs> I'll see y'all soon, man. We're gonna cut this one short because we are here every time, and we're always like, ah. But uh, once again, <laughs> thank you, everybody. I'm laughing at the chat. <laughs> For those who can't see the chat, and just see me laughing like an idiot. Um, I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for all the well wishes during the week, man. Uh, it's many blessings. Shout out to Jesso. It was his birthday, too. Shout out my drums brother affiliate. Um, yeah, shout out my ATL crew and uh, all yeah, y'all around Big the world. Big ups New York City, right man. Big ups my man up in Rhode world. Island, Audio Fields. Worldwide yeah. ting. What the hell is Rhode Island doing? Yo, salute. Stateside. Yo, stateside. Y'all came out hard as a mofo, so salute to everybody up in here, man. So. Yeah. Oh, hey, big up. Uh, I, he's not on the chat. He said he was going to watch it later, but big up on Matica. He said he was oh, going to tune in okay. afterwards. Salute. So, salute for not showing And uh, Diligent like Fingers. Big up Jeff and Steve. All, all my friends who were tuning in. Big yeah, up. Man. It was a big one, bro. It was a good yeah, one. Man. And we let Goldie, uh, <clears throat> Goldie, and we got Patricia and. Yeah. Whoever the other guy was, and they, <laughs> all, you know what I mean? Almost forgot that happened. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yo," yeah, he was like, "I don't know who's gonna show up." I was trying to tell everybody in the chat. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do Goldie, but I don't know which Goldie's gonna show." Who's gonna up, show man. up? But look, man, that dude is seriously yeah. like my older brother, a mentor. Um, I take a bullet for that man. So I'm so happy you came through, and I appreciate everybody checking it out. I'm glad you guys got to hear some new music. Elliot Reed, you owe me five dollars for that remix being played, and uh, just keep your money. I'm joking. It's nothing less than a hundred. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. Uh, as always, if you're feeling some type of way, please reach out to anybody you can. Uh, don't be shy about it. It is Mental Health Month, and I want everyone to be aware of that, super on point about it. But in the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you next time. Much love to everybody, man. Blessings. Keep safe, y'all. Much love. <laughs> and then I do the obligatory. Yeah, I'm about to say you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say you ain't get to me out Good there night. this time. <laughs>